The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. I'm sure that you're noticing right off the bat that my intro uh, audio is a little different here. Maybe uh, you didn't notice, maybe you did. I'm pointing it out, though, because the only reason this is the case is we're doing it old school here today, only because I do not have my headphones, so I can't use my little digital mixer for some reason without them. Haven't figured that out yet, but don't worry, I'll be getting new headphones so the audio will sound uh, more clear in the very next episode. This was going to be uh, something that I released last week, and was supposed to, or two weeks ago, rather, because this is, of course, the Monday Night Master Debaters uh, from two weeks ago, right? And, you know, it's interesting how this kind of stuff works out. We talked about current events two weeks ago, right? Politics and punk rock, and according to Sam, were on. And those are current event type shows, right? Talk about a lot of things that are going on right now. Obviously, Matt over there at Monday Night Master Debaters and uh, obviously the Great Deception, really. But the Monday Night Master Debaters show is meant to be uh, just kind of whatever the the uh, guests, if you will, want to talk about, right? And it's interesting how this worked out because something happened uh, really, really recently and then may have some closure today that... You know, I wouldn't have been able to talk about at the beginning here had I done this on time. And I told you earlier in the week that I wanted to release both of them this week just to get caught up, right? I think everybody uh, deserves the shine. Not that I have a massive platform, but I do like sharing everybody that gets on that show. Um, Matt's got a big show too, so I'm sure a lot of you heard it already. Uh, but nonetheless... I'm going to be talking about all kinds of shit here in the 30 minutes or so that we have in the intro. But the main thing that I wanted to focus on is this very interesting situation that was going down with a fella named Bob Lee. I hope I'm remembering his name correctly because this guy created Cash App, right? I'm just looking through my phone here as I'm going. Um, yeah, Bob Lee, the Cash App founder. He's an interesting character. He turned up dead, right? Just like a lot of these people that are coming out with new technology that the federal government, the CIA may not like that much, okay? Um, there were several 
crypto behemoths, you know, individuals out there that lost their lives in a very short amount of time. And this guy is another crypto dude. They he's he's real well known for the uh being the founder of Cash App, but he is behind the invention of mobile coin, which I'll talk about a little bit as well. And it's just a very interesting story. It just so happens that today, or maybe yesterday, his alleged killer was found, right? Now, not 100% sure that this is, in fact, the case, but um, I will I will confirm this as I'm going here. Just kind of, you know, looking around the interweb and seeing what I find, because I found quite a bit already, and this stems from a deeper look into these crypto deaths. Um, so if you go online, you type in Bob Lee, uh, Bob Lee Cash App will do just to make sure that it that it uh, gets nailed. You see 21 minutes ago, something from Gizmodo, suspect in Cash App founder's murder arrested one hour ago at the time of this recording on the 13th. Tech business owner arrested in killing of Cash App founder Bob Lee. This is a tech business owner that was arrested for this. Very interesting. This is from MSN. So I'll go to this one just to kind of read it for you here. Uh, but again, what are the odds, man? You know, I'm looking into this already, and then we see this. This is one of those synchros that, like, Grimerica and all those guys talk about. Very interesting stuff. So allow me to read this. This damn ad better not play. Okay, so again, this is from UPI News. Tech business owner arrested in killing of Cash App founder Bob Lee. And you'll get a little more familiar with the story if you haven't heard it already from this. A tech industry company owner was arrested Thursday in connection with the killing of Cash App founder and widely known tech executive Bob Lee in San Francisco earlier this morning. Police announced that a 43-year-old man named Nima Momeni stabbed Lee after an argument. Momeni was the owner of a company called Expand IT. Lee, who was the founder of Cash App, was found with two stab wounds in his chest early in the morning of April 4th uh, this year, 2023. Lee, who was the founder of Cash App, was found with two stab wounds to the chest early in the morning on April 4th. He was transported to San Francisco General Hospital, where he later died. Uh, Mission Local reported that police believe Lee and Momeni were driving together in the early morning hours in a car registered to Momeni. Um, Momeni allegedly stabbed Lee multiple times after an argument, according to the report, which also stated that a knife was recovered near the scene. This is a quote here. It uh it just it's just almost numbing. I think everybody close to Bob is just in shock because there was no one who I don't think loved Bob. Um Doug Dalton, a friend of Lee, said according to ABC seven. Dalton said two the two had dinner a week before his death, describing Lee's spirits as high. Uh this is Dalton again. He literally did not seem to have a care in the world, Dalton shared. He was very excited about uh, where things were going with MobileCoin, that one that I mentioned, which I'll describe later. Um, He was very excited to be back in the Bay Area for a bit, Uh, obviously based out of San Francisco here. After founding Cash App, Lee was the executive for financial tech company, the financial tech company Square. You're all heard of this, like uh, mobile payments and shit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he also worked at Google early in his career, red flag, where he was crucial in developing Google's Android operating system. So this is fascinating. This dude's a big wig. Um, wild that this guy that, that is, you know, the founder or maybe, maybe not the founder, but definitely the owner of this company expand it. I wonder if they're going to be getting any kind of like government contracts or anything here soon. 
if they don't already have one. Expand IT, um, expand IT, field service management software. See what these guys are. And I'm not just going to be doing this the whole episode. I have some stuff written down for you, um, including some of these other deaths. There was a great Facebook, or not Facebook, Instagram post. I guess it's the same shit. Uh, there was a great Instagram post, which I will share um, the the channel of, but just weird stuff. I mean, you know, this dude seems to be very, very well connected. And I will go through, this is from biography.com and uh, his career and accomplishments, just to kind of let you know, because when, when something like this happens, I can't help but think that this, like this was one of the good guys, right? Maybe I'm going out on a limb here. Maybe I'm being too conspiratorial. But when people are at the cutting edge of technology and it's either going to be used for good or bad, and then they die, call me crazy, call me a conspiracy theorist, but I get a little, I get a little weird here with that, right? Um, it, it's a strange fucking story. So anyway, Bob Lee's career and accomplishments, according to biography.com, this is short. Uh, even though he's got a lot of accomplishments. Lee, who was born uh, December 20th, 1979, graduated from the Lindbergh High School in St. Louis and then attended St. Louis University but dropped out, according to The Independent. It was also during this time that Lee received his nickname, Crazy Bob, um, from his days playing water polo, according to a post from MobileCoin CEO Josh Goldbard. Uh, Lee made the moniker, which reflected his relentless ambition and energy. Uh, and this is actually his Twitter handle, I guess, Crazy Bomb. But Lee, a brilliant coder, quickly earned a reputation as an adept hacker and open source code developer. See, that's the thing. If he's passionate about open source code, that may be a red flag because he is creating something here with MobileCoin, or I should say he was creating something here with MobileCoin. It's small. There's only, like uh, I think, less than $200 million in circulation, but this could potentially be a problem if they're trying to get all these crypto creators on board all on the same side, and maybe there's somebody that stands out, maybe there's somebody that's more for sharing things, right? Sharing information, sharing, uh, you know, open code like this, right? Maybe that's someone that needs to be removed. And he's not the only one. There's been four high-profile ones that I found. There's there's more than that. Um, and there's just been a lot of scandalous shit going on with cryptos. But anyway, um, he co-authored the 2003 book Bitter, E-J-B, B-I-T-T-E-R-E-J-B, a guide for codes develop. Oh, I'm sorry. A guide for coders developing web-based business apps. And by that time, Lee had been working as an open source developer in St. Louis for 10 years, according to the San Francisco standard. So again, he moved out to San Francisco in 2004, it says here. And he got the job for Google, uh, out there where again, as, as mentioned before, he helped set up the Android smartphone operating system that was released in 2008. In 2010, Lee was hired by Square, now known as Block, uh, where he launched Cash App. He became Square's chief technology officer in 2011, and Lee made his first payment on Cash App in 2013, sending $4 to Twitter founder and Block chairman Jack Dorsey. Okay. Uh, not a not a fan, but it seems like he might have been one of these other guys that was kind of caught up in all this crazy shit, but then went to the dark side pretty quick. In my opinion, it's just an opinion. Um, the service is now used by tens of millions of people to make digital money transfers. I love Cash App. Okay, if you haven't used it, it is literally the best one. Um, yes, it is a turnoff that Joe Rogan's podcast is sponsored by it, but they're tied in with Spotify. Another red flag. But it is very, very easy. Uh, don't, don't, you know, assume that they're not stealing your data and doing something with it. But all these apps are clearly. 
Um, Lee left Square in 2014, according to the San Francisco Standard, and spent several years working with startups as an advisor. He became the CEO of San Francisco-based group chat app called Present in 2015. I had not heard of that. Uh, Lee's first involvement with MobileCoin, uh, which I think is what got him in trouble, is MobileCoin, uh, which Goldberg and Shane Glynn founded in 2017, was an early stage investor and advisor, according to PB, uh, to the PBS NewsHour. From there, he became uh, its chief product. I'm sorry. He became its chief product officer in 2021 and helped launch Moby in January 2023. Just, I mean, so Moby seems to be something that could potentially be a problem uh, for whatever reason. We will learn about Moby here in a second. Uh, Moby is a payment app that allows users to, in quotes here, send and receive money from anyone, anywhere in less than five seconds with the same privacy that you get from cash. Boom. There it is. There it is right there. Holy shit. Send and receive money from anyone, anywhere in less than five seconds with the same privacy that you get with cash. Look for Moby to not be a thing. Okay. This is not, I mean, I'd never heard of it, but wow. I mean, that is, that is it right there. Clearly they're trying to get rid of cash. And if this gives you the same benefits of cash, the same anonymity, if that's the proper word, um, I mean, that's just, just nuts. Um, so yeah, and that's on the mobile coin website. I kind of glanced over it, but I did not see that. So that is wild. I think that we just kind of, you know, have our answer here. Uh, continuing on, additionally, the World Health Organization. Okay, here we go. Additionally, the World Health Organization told NBC News that Lee built a large portion of the server for its COVID-19 app. World Health Organization treating digital currency like cash. Recipe for disaster right there. Uh, Lee was also an active investor with stakes in companies like Figma, Clubhouse, and SpaceX. Current SpaceX and Twitter CEO Elon Musk said in a tweet, he was very sorry to hear of Lee's death. Man, Moby. Moby seems to be the problem child here then. Um, let's see if we can get this website up here really quick. Uh, MobileCoin.org. MobileCoin.org. Sorry, I don't like dead air, so sometimes I'll be repeating when I'm typing here. Um, Let's see. I'm not seeing Moby right off the bat here, but that does not mean... Okay, well, let's hear this uh, intro to MobileCoin. Let me share my screen since I am doing the old school technology here with Zoom. Not that you're going to see anything. Sounds shared. Here we go. Accounting is an ancient practice. From single entries of debt etched into stone tablets in Macedonia to the double entries of credit and debt invented by the Medici. But back then, you could only trust whoever controlled the ledger. This changed with Bitcoin. In this decentralized accounting system, the ledger is managed by a global society where everyone is holding each other accountable. However, Bitcoin is impractical for daily use. Payments can take from several minutes up to an hour. Imagine buying a coffee this way. Other systems have since been developed, but none offer both the privacy and speed needed. Enter MobileCoin, the first cryptocurrency designed specifically for your phone. By creating its own encrypted blockchain, MobileCoin offers payments that are fast, private, and energy conscious. 
transactions only take a few seconds. The system works directly on mobile and desktop, making it easy to use for anybody. It's the only cryptocurrency right now that offers both the privacy and speed you'd expect for payments. The energy use is near zero, leaving a fraction of the environmental footprint of other cryptocurrencies. MobileCoin. Digital cash on your phone that's backed by technology you can trust. Interesting. Very interesting. Sorry if that was loud in the beginning there. Again, not used to recording solo with Zoom. So um i'm trying to find moby here because they have a good reddit page there too mobile coin does and apparently fairly recently it looks like uh where's the date 57 days ago okay so this was not that recent um they had a love letter to privacy contest so this seems like a gimmicky kind of fun thing where people were writing love letters is what it just seems like i'm not looking into it at all but that's just what it seems like um, and someone won that. So it seems like they are all about privacy, which a lot of companies pretend to be, but it seems like these guys might be walking the walk here a little bit. Uh, I'm not seeing Moby just jump out to me anywhere on here. Uh, you see the people that are involved. Bob Lee is not on the page anymore. He would have been on the board of directors here. You've got Joshua Goldberg, Sarah Novin- Novotny. Uh, Dr. David Bray, Renee DeResta, and Alex First, which none of those names mean anything to you, I'm sure. Um, wow, you got Blog Damon too. Like, uh, you know, remember that I was talking about the demons that control computers. They pronounce it demons, and you have Block Demon as a company, and the logo is literally a cube with horns. Uh, you can't make this up. I mean, what an era to be a conspiracy theorist in. It's like everything that we've been saying is just like in your fucking face. If you're looking for this stuff, literally a cube with horns. Um, I swear I'm still looking for Moby here and I just don't see it. I saw it on my phone earlier and I'm sorry for the unorganized, um, unorganized nature of this here. Let's see. Watch the video. Yeah, not seeing anything here on Moby. You'd think it'd be front and center. Uh, we'll see what projects they got here. To build a trusted and innovative financial network that empowers people and businesses around the world. It is interesting that they're talking about uh, using this off your phone, because that is what we would be doing, right? And it seems like, okay, so you got wallet recovery, uh, total security, fast transactions, user, and planet friendly. Who gives a fuck? Um yeah, I, I'm sorry. I thought that they had a, a Moby thing. I remember seeing it earlier. But nonetheless, uh, Moby seems to be what was created this year by Mr. Lee. That uh, And when you type in Moby, you see an American businessman with a nickname, Moby. Uh, so it's very hard to just look for on the fly here. Mm, Moby money? M- mobile coin? Let's see. Mo Moby Mobile Coin. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Introducing Moby. Okay, I've got something. Son of a bitch. Introducing Moby by Private Pay. Okay, at Mobile Coin, our mission is to build a customer-centric payment platform 
the first one in the world that puts your data, your money, and your privacy in your hands. Moby's a new wallet we're introducing today. And when is today? Uh, 111, 2023. Um, Moby helps you pay anyone anywhere privately in just a few taps. We created Moby because the wallets that exist today are too hard to use. That is a fact. If you ever try to pull out crypto anywhere, it's very difficult. And I think that that's by design. And this is adding to the conspiracy that Bitcoin may have been created by some like CIA adjacent thing, if not, in fact, the CIA themselves. Um, we want to help you take full advantage of the power of blockchain-based payment systems. Moby is an easy-to-use payment app that lets you send and receive money from anyone anywhere in less than five seconds with the same privacy you get from cash. So it sounds like that's what was being described in the video. Mobilecoin is just the infrastructure, and Moby must be the coin right and or maybe maybe it's the other way around um but yeah they continue saying let's face it we can't truly usher in the power of borderless trustless peer-to-peer payments if it's more difficult than transitional payment methods asking someone to create a wallet typing in their wallet address triple checking their wallet address is correct and then waiting 15 minutes for a payment to go through isn't going to cut it um Ethereum is fairly quick, but it is slower than seconds. It takes minutes to do. Um, That's another problem with XRP. XRP is caught up in this SEC uh, lawsuit, and XRP is supposedly very, very quick to pull out. Unfortunately, you have to convert it to Ethereum, so when you pull it out, it converts to Ethereum right away, but then you wait on your Ethereum to... uh, to go into your wallet and and it's taken 15 or 20 minutes before and the first time I did it I was shitting my pants thinking that I just sent it to some random dude it was only a couple hundred bucks but so that's a lot of money for me um so yes this is very efficient and it sounds like it could be i mean in the right hands according to the government this could be the way of the future when it comes to money and this is just fascinating uh, to I'm kind of learning this as I go here you're you're hearing it live um, asking someone to create a wallet, typing in their address, blah, blah, blah. I said that new technology innovation often requires time to adopt good design principles. That's why many customers face steep learning curves when it comes to other wallets on the market. Our team believes that a blockchain based plan okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read this whole fucking thing here. Very clean looking app. Um, Yeah. Moby feels like any other app. You can recover your wallet from a secure cloud in Enclave using just a pin. So normally if you lose your wallet and you want to try and recover it, they give you like 15 or something just random words like bike, table, couch, chair, bird, you know, just random 15 words. And you have to write that down. They say don't keep it in your phone because a hacker can access it from your phone. Um so I have mine actually written down a couple places throughout my house, like on the wall, so that that shit is not going anywhere. Um, not a, not an efficient way to do things. Very confusing for a hacker, but a pin, you know, bringing this back to kind of more old school stuff, right? It's crazy to think that debit cards and shit like that is old school. But uh, yeah, very, very interesting. Again, just wild stuff to kind of be learning about here. And this guy, this Bob Lee, he died, uh, like I said, April 4th, 2023. Obviously, he was stabbed. But there is this this whole storyline of this going on. I found this from this Menaz Sharif on uh, Instagram. Pretty interesting page. Um, 
Actually, I don't even know if it's really an interesting page or not. I just it popped up. So if you want to check it out, Men Menaz M E N M E H. We'll take that again. M E H N A Z underscore S H A R I F F. I don't know if it's just like I mean I'm looking at the little picture. I don't know if it's chick or if it's like a conspiracy page, but you can figure that out yourself. So it starts off saying Nikolai. Uh, Mushigian was the co-founder of Maker DAO, and this guy was found dead on a Puerto Rican beach. He supposedly drowned, okay? Now, before that, hours before he was found dead, he said this on his uh, Twitter, it looks like. CIA and Mossad and pedo elite are running some kind of sex trafficking entrapment blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and the Caribbean islands. You don't say. They are going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-GF, who was a spy. They will torture me to death. This is hours before this dude fucking drowns in Puerto Rico, supposedly. Okay, um, They claimed he was swimming and was swept by currents, and but he was found fully clothed. So I don't know who swims at the beach with their clothes on. He's not a fat dude. He looks kind of nerdy, but not in bad shape. His lawyer kind of looks like a slimy greaseball. Um reported that he accidentally fell from the fifth floor balcony, but later reports say he jumped to his death um, in the presence of witnesses. So they didn't say that he died by drowning at first. They said that he jumped off of a balcony. Hours after he talked about pedo elite running pedo scams, or schemes rather, out of where he was, right? And his ex-girlfriend's a spy. You got to watch out for these shit. You got to watch out for these ladies, man. You got to watch out for them. They're the ones that are always going to fuck you. Um, the very next day, this post continues to say, the very next day, the 30-year-old co-founder of Amber Group. Uh, oh, boy. Sorry, buddy, for butchering your name. I know you're dead. Tian Tian Colander, okay, uh, reportedly died unexpectedly in his sleep. Very young, healthy-looking dude. These, uh, you know, Silicon Valley types are usually very uh, clean eaters, okay? Uh, I have no reason to believe that he would die in his sleep. 30 years old, younger than me. Um, Two days after that, Russian crypto billionaire, another name I'm going to fuck up, Vyacheslav Taran's helicopter crashed. Nothing to see there. Another passenger scheduled for the flight avoided the death, avoided death, rather, by canceling the flight last minute. This is all just in a four-day period. And then later on, April 4th, we have our story here with Bob Lee, who was apparently stabbed by a fucking friend. Another tech, you know, member of this whole technocracy, technocrat shit. Um, I don't know, man. Is there some ball playing going on here? Like, are, are people kind of picking sides? This seems like incredibly revolutionary technology. And um, if the dude's not on board or if he's going to blow the whistle again, all for open source coding, a hacker, this dude could have caused some problems, right? Incredible stuff. Very, very interesting. Um, that's really all that I had on that. I just want to get the gears turning out there. There's an incredible community of people, which I don't like using that term, but there's an incredible group of people out there that is um, once you kind of put the idea out there, people start talking about it. I'm actually going to post this on the discord, these pictures, and, uh, you know, we can see what what other kind of things we come up with. But holy shit. I mean, just very, very interesting. One other thing that I wanted to mention, I actually meant to start the show by talking about this dude that 
is just so I mean, it's cringy. You know, there's all these these social media personalities out there and they all have their own style. Right. That's what makes that's their brand. Right. Uh, South Park has a great episode on your brand and it's basically just your personality. But they're calling that uh, to sort of synthesize it. Uh, they're calling it your brand rather than your personality. People have had personalities for since the beginning of time. Uh, animals have personalities, but now that's a brand, right? Uh, and, and it's just really well done as always on South Park there. But anyway, uh, this guy, he's a Ted talk dude. And I actually, I usually don't talk shit in comments anymore. I used to do it quite a bit, but I mean, check this page out. Don't go and leave any negative reviews or anything, like, especially on my behalf. But, uh, and I am, since I'm here, I'm going to pull up this girl's page and see if it, um, okay, so yeah, she's not really, oh yeah, she does do some, uh, I might actually see if she might want to do the, uh, Monday Night Masturbator. She followed by Miss Emily, Hunter206, these are mutual friends of ours, and yeah, she posts stuff about conspiracies, so I will be following her as well. Not a bad-looking girl, either, if I do say so over here. But um, what I was talking about here is this guy, man. It's so cringy what he does. Join Michael Knight. You guys heard of this guy? I, I understand, like, he's supposedly he's a healthy dude, two-time tactical strength world champion. Dude's probably strong, right? He does not look healthy, though. And he's just raging about health. And it's annoying. He's, like, cussing. He's like, you fucking fat pieces of shit. What he does, his gimmick is he goes to, like, KFC was the one that I had to comment on. He goes to KFC, buys a massive order, like a $50 order at KFC, which is not as big as it used to be. Goes in there, makes it all about him. And it, I could not imagine being the, the poor clerk when he's doing this. He's like, oh, yeah, from one colonel to another, because apparently he was a colonel at one point, from one colonel to another, talking to Colonel Sanders, like he's a real person, uh, you're in big trouble, buddy. It's like, buddy, KFC is going to be around a lot after, a lot longer after you're gone. Okay. Unfortunately, I agree. We have a food problem here, but going around to these places, ordering massive orders and then going behind the restaurant and throwing it away is not only wasting food. Okay. And I understand. And he, he kind of gets to the idea that it doesn't matter if you're wasting food. This isn't real food. I get it, but a homeless person could eat that. You're literally going there. You're spending money. You're supporting the restaurant by spending money there. All that I was thinking when I was seeing this is how good the food looked. I mean, I was like, man, he's got that mac and cheese. KFC mac and cheese is great. Dude, just throwing it in the dumpster, okay? Going to Jimmy John's, buying the biggest sandwich, and then throwing it in the dumpster, cussing it out the whole time. It's like belligerent steroid shit. I'm not saying he's on steroids because that can get you in trouble. But it's just like, I mean, man, like, be stable here. Be stable. Settle down. Talk about the facts. Don't say, hey, you fat fuck. I mean, everyone's trying to be like Goggins, right? That dude Goggins that, like, talks shit while he's motivating you. Uh, or like Andy Frisella, right? Another one of those dudes that I, is actually good at it, I think. Um, but holy shit, this guy's cringe, man. Going and supporting the restaurant. Filming yourself going in an order and then throw the food away. It's like somehow I think I said something like, wow, somehow you're supporting the food chain and wasting the food. It's like that's hard to do. It's hard to do both something good for the food chain and then something bad at the same time. It's weird. And it's not even bad for the food chain. If you throw the food away, it's just wasting the food. So 
fuck that guy. I thought it was so stupid and, and very cringy what he was doing there. And I just really wanted to share it again. Join Michael Knight. Just an interesting page. Again, don't talk shit to the dude. And I'm sure he won't care. Seems to like the shit talking. But uh, and I got nothing against him. I just got a, a big problem with that method. I think it's very, very strange. I'm sure, he owns a little stock in, uh, you know, in some of these companies or something, something off there. Anytime you got a TED talk dude involved uh, with this stuff, it is funny to me. Um, but yeah, uh, what was well? Oh, yes. Last thing here. I know that we're all over the place and this is kind of like a, a cunt 2.0. Uh, again, these guys talk about current events. According to Sam and Politics and Punk Rock, check those shows out if you have not. Both good dudes. Um, we have an extreme weather warning here in the great city of Tucson. And I'm pulling this up because my dad sent me this. And ordinarily, this would not be a big deal. Okay, it's basically the stuff called PM10. It's uh, tiny particles, right? Inhalable coarse particles, and they're between 2.5 and 10 micrometers in diameter. Very small, but PM10 is on the bigger side. I guess it's like the biggest it can be while still being uh, defined as a uh, coarse particle, right? Inhalable coarse particles. Um, these These sit in your lungs, so... These fine particles pose more health risks than larger particles like gravel because they can settle deeper into the lungs and even into the bloodstream. Like other air pollution, particles can cause premature death in people with heart or lung disease, non-fatal heart attacks, irregular heartbeat, aggravated asthma, decreased lung function, and respiratory issues like inflamed airways and difficulty breathing. Wasn't there just a vaccine that made a lot of people go through that? Again, we're starting to see this fucking 5D war that was waged on the people when these things came out, right? People that have these vaccines and they have increased blood uh, clots, you know, uh, increased lung issues, increased heart issues. And now, whether they can control the weather or not, there is inevitably going to be dustier days, right? Especially out here in the desert. And then you have these particles that are essentially making it harder to breathe for people, I mean, what a wild and, and very well thought out way, if this is even them thinking, this is a conspiracy show, remember, if this is them thinking about this, making it so that, you know, you take this va this vaccine, it's going to fuck with your heart, it's going to fuck with your circulation, flu-like symptoms, right? And then on top of that, you're breathing in dust and it's settling in your bloodstream and your lungs. It's not a good mix, man. I hate to keep bringing up COVID. Um, I know that you're hearing it from a lot of other places, but it should be brought up at least occasionally on everyone's show. Um, this is a, It seemed like a huge war on humanity, right? Am I crazy for thinking that? Uh, I don't know. But um, nonetheless, guys, I, I appreciate you uh, listening to this very unorganized episode. But, I, I mean, I can't help but but be very suspicious of those um, of those cases, especially that Bob Lee one, man. Look for that news out there of his killer, which it just dropped today, uh, the 14th, I'm sorry, the 13th of April. Uh, you're going to start seeing that more. I think more people should talk about it. More people should raise some concern over, you know, this whole situation where the cryptocurrency is meant to trace everything that you buy. Cash leaves you that anonymous factor, right? You can buy something without the government knowing at all. The government doesn't want that. They're trying to control more and more, and things like Moby and Mobilecoin and Bob Lee are making that harder. 
in my opinion, which is good for us, bad for them. So I don't know, man. I'm going to quit rambling here. Let's get into this episode again. This is two weeks old uh, on the front of the Monday Night Master Debaters conversation. Make sure that you check out The Great Deception if you haven't already. I say it every week. Check him out. He's not only a good dude. He uh, really puts together some great stuff, very unique content. And then Monday Night Masturbators, just the greatest roundtable in the game. So check his work out. Thanks for listening to my show. Um, I did not plug on Patreon because I did that earlier this week. You know where to find it. There's links in the show notes and all that stuff. Long intro in the first place. So thank you so much, guys. Enjoy this conversation if you haven't heard it already. And look for more episodes in the very near future. All right. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters, the best night of the week. It is, I'm pumped because it's WrestleMania week, and I have two heavyweights here tonight, along with Ryan. I am for a real a American. Great discussion here. We have, and listen, I, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts anymore, but the three guys here, I listen to every one of their shows. Sam, I got to say, you, you and Jimmy Dore are the two people I listen to the most for anything political. You guys crush it with the combination of satire, humor, and facts. Just putting their own. I love how you guys take clips from them and use them against them. It's their own words, and yeah. it's such a beautiful thing. So uh, welcome, Sam. Sam Winchester well, from According thank to you. Sam. Well- we were supposed to, uh, I was supposed to uh, be on the show in July. It didn't work out. And I really uh, am glad that we got uh, to uh, get together tonight. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we had the, uh, what was it? The 4th of July extravaganza planned. Yeah, my girlfriend had had a surprise <laughs> uh, birthday party and she didn't want to tell me about it. And uh, it was on on that day. <laughs> and uh, so, and it just but it didn't work out. But I'm, I'm glad to be here today. I, I want to say thank you. Your your show is outstanding, man. I, re- I really do. Uh, I, I respect the work that you do, the way you put it out. And I'm really excited for you to get a, a video show going too, because that's going to take it to it's, the next level. It's coming and I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. Andrew. What's going on? How are we doing, my friends? Uh, just aging. Aging What's going gracefully. on in the punk rock world mixed with a little bit of politics? Oh, wow. You know, uh, fearing my uh, coming death from the vaccine, possibly, and uh, trying to find uh, holistic, natural remedies to fight that spike protein. My muscles are tightening up on me. I'm uh, massaging it right now, if you can see here. I'm just getting older and I'm falling apart, man. Good times. Dude, we were talking about that, and and you don't really notice it when you're young. Once you hit, like, 35, you don't notice it, but it starts happening. And then when you get to 40 is when you start noticing those little things. And holy shit, they add up, man. (laughs) Like you said, it's just a little muscle. And next thing you know, I'm I'm in the ER, or I I think I'm having a heart attack. (laughs) This happened to me recently exactly verbatim what you just said yeah oh unbelievable aside from that uh as far as punk rock punk rock bowling's coming up soon in vegas all the bands are announcing their tours right now uh both here in the states and overseas so 
uh, get out and see a show, people, while you still can before the next, uh, you know, virus lockdowns start For showing sure. up. So, <laughs> yeah, I was saying I was saying that today about uh, what's going on in, in France and in Israel too. Oh yeah, because if you remember the summer uh, of 2019, we had Hong Kong going on. There was protest in in France again. They had the the yellow vest that was the yellow vest protest back then and it was just un- all this unrest in 2019 and then we had COVID 19 that followed that so and then it, i was just watching what's going on in israel and france and it's just crazy right now it's it's almost like they have a playbook that they keep repeating over mm-hmm. and over and over again you know and yeah. That's what uh, it's just it's amazing. And and some like you said, Sam, how do some people not see it? That's the part that just blows my mind is that there are some people that are still and, and I'm not saying it's one side or the other because it's heavy on both sides. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem. You have these far sides out there that are just stuck in the ground. They're holding their they planted their flag. They're living in their dying by it. They will support until the day they die, no matter what their captor does to them. So yeah. It's amazing. I, I remember a few years ago there was this uh really popular um video that and 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 it went from a it was all about quantum physics. So remember the secret you guys remember the secret? Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> the secret, and it was all about the law of attraction. That was what the the secret was about, and it was hugely popular. And people were um, this law of attraction idea was that I'm only going to focus on what's positive, and I'm going to bring positivity in my life. And anything that's negative, I'm going to ignore that because the law of attraction says that if I focus on negativity, then I'm going to bring negativity in my life. So there's this kind of metaphysical uh, mentality that people have that if I don't think about the bad stuff, then (laughs) the bad stuff's just going to go away. You know what I mean? Magic. Right. That's like, that's kind of what you do, how you see spirituality, right? Oh, that whole push and all of that. It's like, yeah, it's all happiness and great stuff and nothing ever goes wrong. You, you can manifest anything you want. As long as I think happy, happy thoughts, then happy things are going to happen. I think there's a lot of people who think that. It's very self-centered too. the the whole spiritual movement, you know? So, and I was, what I, one thing I was trying to say before we started recording um, when you were talking about like how people just trust the government over and over again, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. Like you were saying, Matt, it's like the most dysfunctional relationship that a man and woman could possibly have. Right. Like where, you know, that this person's cheating on you and they've hit you and they've done all this stuff, but it's like, I just can't leave them. I just yeah. can't step away. And uh, that's exactly what this is, man. We see it with so many different people. It's not limited to party. It's not limited to anything. It's just, it's just it's a human there, condition. Man. It's a human condition, really. I, I, I think. At, I mean, it's just like what P.T. Barnum said about there's, you know, there's a sucker born every minute. You know, if you're the type of person who wants to take advantage of the suckers, there's going to be plenty of them out there for you to take advantage of, and mm. there always has been, always will be, always, always will be. be. Yeah, See, and it's and that-, that cult mentality too, that that willingness to just blindly believe and obey which is is scary among some people and too many people because we saw it the last couple years how many people just went along with whatever nonsense they threw out there 
no matter no matter how much data well, you brought there's there's something else too and that's what i was in my last podcast talking about how we got into iraq and how it was all predicated on 9-11. So the the people, the elite, they know they know how to use tragedy to make us more malleable to where they can use a tragedy to uh, achieve, like uh, Rahm Emanuel said, never let a crisis go to waste. And that's just a crisis that maybe, you know, comes out of nowhere that you have no control of. But I think that they have managed to control crises to to basically hit us with these control crises and then once we're malleable and and disoriented because we just got hit with this crisis then they can come in and do whatever they want it's the base of mk ultra it's a you know it's it's uh you know shocking somebody traumatizing somebody Mm -hmm. and then they look for guidance and and the school system creates those people too man like it makes it so that you respect authority and as an adult you're still going to grow up and you're still going to want to be told what to do in a chaotic situation by daddy government, dude. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's what they do. Well, and, and and you watch the news and what is it? It's all death, destruction, fear. Right. And we get into this and it does, you look at what they're doing and it's like Sam said, it's almost like they're orchestrated one after another, after another, if it's not trains, it's banks. If it's it, last year, it was the airlines, it's water, it's this, it's that. And they just hit you from so many angles that like you said, Sam, some of these people feel like they just cover their eyes and say, it's going to go away. It's going to go away. I'm going to, you know, and and they just, they're just going to ignore it. And eventually the bad man will leave. And it's like, no, no, the bad man's just going to keep twisting tighter and tighter and tighter until you yell ouch and push back a little bit then they might think about what they're doing but until then we are and and it was funny because one of the things i was uh thinking about opening up here with was just this uh the lyrics to ozzy's song war pigs oh nice great song (laughs) because you read the lyrics and it's so true. It's it's generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses, evil mm-hmm. minds that plot destruction, sorcerers of death's construction. In the fields, the bodies burning as the war machine keeps turning. Death and hatred to mankind, poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, Lord, yeah. And then they say right here, politicians hide themselves away. They only started the war. Why should they go out and fight? They leave that role to the poor. Time will tell on their power minds, making war just for fun, treating people like pawns in chess. Wait till their judgment day comes. Now you think about that, that that's Ukraine right there, right? Like just Brilliant. treat them like pawns or Iraq, you know, name a war. And then, uh, yeah, now in darkness, the world stops turning ashes where the body's burning. No more war pigs have the power. Hand of God has struck the hour. You know, it's, whew. if that doesn't really sum up the way these people look at us and how they handle what's going on. I don't know. It's a brilliant that. song. It's a brilliant song. And uh, I mean, and it, it's been in all of human history. That's all we have known is war and conflict. And that's why that song is so uh, apropos. I mean, especially for someone, I mean, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Black Sabbath, they are European, they're English. Um, I mean, no one, on this planet, I think has known more war than the uh, European continent. Um, and I mean, that's the theater of war even today, but 
Um, I mean, those people have known war uh, for, you know, centuries. And that's just, I mean, the way that things are. Um, and, but it's always, I mean, even when you look at the feudal period, you know, you had lords and, and kings taking, you know, the uh, serfs who just happened to live on the land that they own. And when these, when these, you know, um, noble uh, people, when they decided that they wanted to go to war, then they would take the poor people to war with them. You know, the serfs had to go and fight for their lord. And um, that's just the way that it's been, uh, you know, forever. So I, I think that song and always have thought that that song is just so brilliant. Uh, the lyrics, the way that uh, that they that he lays it out, that um, it's basically the elite who start the war, but the poor end up fighting the war and they hide themselves from the war. So, yeah, um, I look at people like George Bush, who started the Iraq war. And um, I mean, he was he came up during in the Air National Guard um, during the Vietnam War. But his father was able to get him out of fighting uh, the war. Um, How convenient. So, yeah. So, I mean, he doesn't go and fight, but at the same time, um, he sends other people out uh, to fight. So, yeah, those that's 11 million. Jeez, dude, you know what's funny? You man, you bring up the Middle Ages and stuff, and like the feudal age. You mm-hmm. wonder if, like, a few hundred years or a couple, you know, maybe a thousand years from now, that the history books are going to say that like Barack Obama was on the front lines and of the wars that he started, and same with Bush, <laughs> and same with Clinton. He won a Nobel Peace Prize, yeah, and like they <laughs> like their body count was super high because you look at that meme right there, and it's obviously. It's very literal, but they're not there actually killing people and 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 doing no fighting. But if you, you almost wonder if these old generals and kings would actually fight alongside their men, well, I like we're so, told they did. I look at someone like Mitt Romney. This guy's got five sons, you know, and yeah. he's got five sons, and not a single one of his sons has ever served in uh, armed forces, but I follow him on on Twitter, and you look at the rhetoric of this guy, he is such a war hawk, I mean, he's all for, uh, you know, increasing the war, every senator, I mean, what's going on in the Senate, um, I think that that's a huge uh, thing that needs to be discussed in our paradigm, too, because you have the House of Representatives right now, and there's a lot of war hawks in the House of Representatives. Uh, but I think there's a, and I, I predicted this, if you guys been listening to my podcast, I predicted that there was going to be, as soon as Republicans took over the House of Representatives, there was going to be this huge push to stop the funding uh, for the war in Ukraine, and that there was going to be an anti-war movement uh, from the right. And that's where you see where you see the anti-war movement uh, going on with voters not necessarily with the representatives that are in Congress. I think that uh, what's going on in the Senate right now, um, most Republican senators do not reflect the wishes of Republican voters when it comes to Ukraine. And um, even in the House of Representatives, few of them do. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, they seem to be more worried about the TikTok ban in the House than, uh, or like the you know proposed TikTok ban. I saw AOC just hopped on board with that. And she failed to mention that ByteDance donated $150,000 to the Latina 
Latino Congress uh, <laughs> caucus, right? So it's just kind of strange that that that's the focus right now for at least some of these high profile people there. But yeah, man, you don't hear anything like you 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 wish that they would sit there and say, hey, like we need to use these people's tax dollars the way that they want, right? They, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anyone talk about that, man. It's all well, just like and throw you it at the Ukraine. Vice president just touring Africa right now, pledging hundreds of millions of dollars to Africa. While mm-hmm. you know, we're just we're just pledging money to everyone right now. Uh, yeah, at home, we're you know, inflation's through the roof. We're <laughs> you know, we're just struggling. our infrastructure's failing. I mean, oh, there's there's so much destruction. It seems like yeah. yeah, and and that's why Sam. What what scares me is. The fact that, yeah, you do see the rhetoric changing on and this aim to push to slow down the Ukraine funding and stop that. And obviously, I think that's going to be done prior to the elections. I don't think you can have that continuing out through. But what I do, what fears me is, is what I see is now you start seeing, oh, well, now there's a hornet's nest getting stirred up in Syria conveniently. And Mm -hmm. we've always got Taiwan in our back pocket that if we really want to piss off the Chinese, we can just go do something over there. And it seems like they have this never-ending pool of options to get us into some conflict. Oh, for sure. Well, I don't know. This this China thing, now the the TikTok thing, um, I think that TikTok's kicking everybody else's butt when it comes to advertising and uh they are uh gobbling up the lion lion share of the market the market share tiktok's owning it right now so you have if tiktok's owning the market share and i have my lobbyists and i work for google and i work for um for facebook i'm telling my lobbyists to go strong to oppose TikTok, if you have to use the fact that they're owned uh, by a Chinese company, whatever you have to do, because they're kicking our butt when it comes to the market share. Uh, so I don't know how much of what's going on with TikTok has to do with the fact. Now, trust me, I there's no way that I believe that the content in China on TikTok is the same content that we're getting here in the United it's not, States. There's no, not by any means. There's no way that that, that, so I do think that there's some valid points uh, made uh, there, but I mean, this is a free speech issue. This is a first amendment issue, even if they do, or if they're able to ban TikTok, um, this is going to go through years of court before. And then what they want to do, they want to try to force them uh, to sell it. But I asked myself, what's going on with this rhetoric with China um, when when the Bidens are getting, you know, paydays uh, from China is what the the Gomer uh, investigation is showing. We don't know what that money is for. Um, you can't go to any store in the United States without seeing Chinese goods everywhere. You go to Walmart, you go to Home Depot, you know, anywhere. Chinese goods are everywhere. And then they own billions of dollars in United States treasuries. I mean, which if they, and they're buying they, all the real estate, they're buying yeah, all I mean, the real so, estate too. So some they got us by the balls. So some of this rhetoric about China, I am not believing that, you know, um, because it's like, I mean, we we're they, they have, they own a piece of the rock and they could really hurt us if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, that just makes me think, uh, you know, this may be just a little game that they're playing. I have no idea. What do you guys think? 
I think they can play as many games as they want because they're very close to owning everything of ours, <laughs> all of our debt, all of our real estate. They're uh, kicking our ass in AI. Uh, remember when I was talking about those two guys from the joint artificial and uh, intelligence commission, one of my episodes where I played their press conference and they were just selling uh, the government uh, to try to get more government contracts to dump into AI so that they could be competitive on the world stage because they're saying China is going to be dominant in like five to 10 years. So I think we're li- literally afraid of China, I think is what it seems like. And I think Biden might be in their pockets. So that's not helpful. That's not helpful. the point that I'm making, Andrew, yeah. is that I think not that helpful. Biden's in their pocket. And, and I think that 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 we're being sold out by people here in the United States that that saw the shift that they they predicted that the shift was going to go to the east and to China. So they started to invest in that. And even though they're putting themselves out and saying we're against China and all, it's all a little game because they're invested in what they saw was going to be the future 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what is China doing right now? China's going around and brokering peace deals with in Yemen, right? They're Very they're trying curious. to work on yep. Russia and Saudi Ukraine, Arabia and, that and, and Iran. Yeah. All the same while, what are they doing? They're building bricks. They're they're um, uh, taking and trying to not, not eliminate the petrodollar, but they're getting the world off of the petrodollar and getting it piece to by a, piece. Oh a yeah, on based. Yeah, so. It's like the slow destruction of the U.S. dollar. And yeah, like you said, Sam, I think our guys are like on the Titanic and it's sinking and they're just playing their band music because they know they got rafts lined up for themselves. The rest of us are screwed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because they... They've had this, even uh, Fareed Sarkari, I I don't remember when that book uh, uh, came out that he wrote, uh, Post-American World, but that's that's the name of the book. I I think it came out in like 2007 or something. So they've been envisioning that we're in a post-American world for, you know, over a decade now. So if you are you know, seeing that we're in a post-American world and you see the next big thing is going to be China, then I will start putting my chips, you know, it's just like you're on a roulette table, you know, (laughs) I'm going to put my chips over here and I'm going to invest in there and still, you know, put up the appearance. I mean, what happened during COVID? As soon as COVID broke out, um, you, you had people like Nancy Pelosi and even Joe Biden um going around saying trump was um he was xenophobic because he shut down flying from china because he said that the virus came from china which is where it came from that he was he was being a racist and um i remember nancy pelosi went down to chinatown and says it's safe to come down to china so um it seems like at the same time they're telling you china is so bad um that they, they seem like to it. be invested in it. They seem to be invested in it, and they want us, you know, the people on the streets, to basically see China as this, you know, great enemy. While China's, you know, buying up all this farmland in the United States, invested in all of our treasuries, dumping all of their products on it. But but you want us to believe that China's the big enemy? I'm sorry, I can't buy it. Yeah. Yeah, they they definitely are in bed together. And it's not just the left either. You know, that Mitch McConnell's wife uh sure. is the is the daughter of like the head of their version, 
like Lockheed Martin. You know what I mean? Uh, I oh, forget yeah. her name off the top of my head, but yeah, it's the right and the left. But you get all the focus with like the whole Fang Fang thing with uh, that one dipshit. Swalwell. 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 Yeah, dude. Oh, that guy's a piece of work. Yeah, and just dumber than sin, it seems <laughs> like. But, you know, you see it on both sides, man. It's really unfortunate, dude. But uh, yeah, I brought up TikTok just because it seems like like that's a that's a different kind of distraction, right? They're focusing on this ban and and the idea of it being part of freedom of speech that's a valid argument for sure but uh it seems like it's just a cancer on society what you see on tiktok what's funny about this right is these idiots that are holding a congressional hearing are are grilling the whatever he is of of ceo he was the ceo yeah and they don't even know what tiktok is or how it operates and it's it, watching these guys ask questions. They're asking some of the dumbest questions, first of all. And then they're they're acting like TikTok is this only app that's going to, um, you know, has problems with data, data privacy. Yet, how many millions has Facebook paid out for data privacy violations and Google and this and that? So it has nothing to do with that. It's all what Sam said with they're kicking everybody's ass in advertising and they they can keep up with them and they can't figure out how to get there. Like they won't give them a chance to get in. It's like their club and fuck you guys. They're the doormen and you guys can't get in. Tough shit. You wonder why they're so effective with it, though. You know how they're able to do what they do. Maybe it has something to do with the A.I., that Andrew's talking about, that maybe they are just that far ahead with making these algorithms so highly addictive. But like also Sam was saying, they're not showing the same dysfunctional shit in China and in Russia. They're showing kids how to build businesses. And they're they're very productive, quick videos versus like if you scroll through here in the United States, it's like a circus, dude. Yeah, Yeah. it's wild. So (laughs) I feel like it's kind of motivating kids to do stupid stuff and to just do something viral, so, whether it's lick a toilet seat or whatever, right? Versus right. going and building a business in China, man. So it's, right. it's very effective at what it does. Can I say something about that? So, yeah. So what I was thinking about uh, throughout the course of this entire conversation so far was if the average voter, let's just say, well, let's not give a specific demographic of age, but someone that's been alive long enough to at least have seen some of the shit and been paying attention to it. Right. If the people that were alive to see the Republican party being the war party and seeing the flip to the Democrats being the pro war party in Ukraine. And if they can't see that flipping with that short period of time, that's passed that all of us can clearly see anyone that's been paying attention can see then I don't think the future looks too bright. And since we're talking about why is the future not looking so bright and attention spans and being able to see 20, 30 years in the past or in the future, or at least think about it, all the AI and the computers and the tech and the tech TikTok and the Instagram that we're all talking about is the reason they gave us this technology and it's shortening our attention spans. We can flip, 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 flip. Everything's disposable. Every Everything that you feel emotionally when you're scrolling, I mean, they're literally turning people into robot zombies, brainwashed automatons, and that's exactly what they want yep. a humanity to be if they are going to move even closer to this new world order, this tech 
matrix world. You well, know? they put it, you in these groups, right, Andrew? And no matter what side of an argument you're on, you can find information that'll make you seem right or and it's feel too, right. And right? it's too and so easy go, to eject. It's too easy to just be like, oh, that's scary. Flip. Yep. I don't need to pay attention to that. Yeah, because you, know? you go through. I mean, you look at Russiagate. <laughs> you look at January 6th. You look at Twitter files. You look at the pandemic. But that you takes an attention all, span. <laughs> all of these things. And there have been cases that have been laid out, not as thoroughly in the media, but there has been enough that has come out to make you at least question things. Oh, for and sure. And there's people that, like we've said, will blindly just ignore it, cover their eyes, and hope that it goes away. Mm. And Run that the to government the TV. will save them. <laughs> yep. Andrew, are you kind of talking about like the transhumanist agenda? Is that what you're saying? Like pushing yeah. us towards that? Yeah, because I've been I think, looking at yeah. that a lot lately, and it's it's fascinating, man. Like the terminology that's used. Um, you guys were mentioning spraying earlier, right? Like what we would call chemtrails. The transhumanist term for that is utility fog, right? <laughs> and I just find that really interesting that they have these different terms of things that were language with. shapes reality. It's like yep. Demolition Man, Rye, where they, you know, they've just totally changed everything into a spin that that makes it seem like the new stuff is good and the old stuff is. Uh, well, and it's like when we talk about chemtrails, they'll tell us that we're that we're full of crap, right? They'll be like, "Yeah, no, there's no such thing as chemtrails." Meanwhile, in their heads, they're like, "Yeah, it's utility fog." They're, no, you no, know, change the name. Yeah, and that's what that's what happened with the guy. The uh, the speak the Pfizer the Pfizer doctor uh, who Project Veritas. Remember the black guy? Oh gay yeah, guy, guy who freaked out. So he he's the one who. Uh, Wow. The first person I ever heard use the term directed evolution. So when Ron Paul or Rand Paul was questioning Dr. <laughs> Fauci and he was like, were you paying for, for, um, for what, what, what was, um, Ron Paul was, or Rand Paul was calling it the, um, what's the other word for it? It was eugenics maybe? Function. Well, no, it's, um, cloud seeding. No, it's it's <laughs> the it's the the science that they do uh, with the gene uh, with uh, the viruses to. It's like the genetic manipulation, but I yeah, yeah I can't but think it, of there's what another there's another there's another name for it, <laughs> but um, it's not directed evolution. But that's what the guy and um, from uh, Project Veritas he called it directed evolution, and Rand Paul was calling it. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, but you're right. The, changing the language is is all part of it. That's what Orwell uh, taught us is the new speak, right. just like uh, Andrew was just saying, is that they're going to change the language. And yeah, you I mean, first of all, if you don't have a working definition for a phrase or a word, you're talking over um, each other. So uh, that's a very effective tool that they're using. Man, people are punching the air because we couldn't figure out that term right now, right? Like, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> List, listeners, someone's email yelling us it right now. Answers, yeah, <laughs> but no, man. Like another one too is um, eugenics, right? We've heard that term thrown around a lot, and that's like improving future generations through actions that they're doing right now. And I found this term called euthenics, and that's improving the current generation, right? That's yeah. kind of what it seems like that jab was meant to do, and and by improving, it's eliminating. The ones that their genes can't handle all this stuff. I got the word. So it was gain of function. Yes. So okay. 
So, oh, that, so, so uh, yeah. Rand Paul was asking him about gain of function, but the Pfizer guy called it directed evolution. Yep. So it's nice. basically the same thing, but they were calling that seems it. like a leap, though. Altering a virus in order to make it gain the function of infecting humans, and then you leap to, oh, wait, we're going to literally tamper with the genome, we're going to play God, and we're going to direct evolution. That's a mm -hmm. leap. That is a leap <laughs> between well, they, those two. They think that they're gods and like superheroes and stuff, man. Like they they feel like they have the authority to do that. That's and, the uh, thing that's scary, Ryan, is that they think they have the authority yep. to do this to us. Like we're just test subjects, you know, that we're we're supposed to just blindly take it and say, yes, sir, may I have another. Right. Right. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But uh yeah, I, I've just been. It's interesting that that how much that transhumanist talk fits in with a lot of stuff that's going on right now. It's just funny that you brought that up, man. I've just been looking into that a lot. So, well, so I mean, and you know, and I'm always torn on it, man. And I've kind of touched on this recently, where I've been, you know, you guys probably know, like I like to take anti some concept and like talk about it for a while, but maybe in the future I'll flip it and I'll be like, well, hey. Let's take the pro this thing perspective, yeah. right? And I like to do that a lot. I like to do the inversion thing just for my own, you know, letting it swirl around and seeing what seems reasonable and what doesn't, right? And with the transhumanism thing, the way they talk about it, they're so excited. They have all this enthusiasm on their World Economic Forum panels. And they're like, you know, oh, we're just going to put this little serial number up. Uh, tattoo right on your forearm and you can use it for everything i mean they just they make it sound like it's the the jetsons future we all thought we were going to see years ago flying yeah. cars and all that bullshit right but when you really think about it I, it's kind of like i liken it to socialism like an idea on paper <laughs> isn't always good in practice well, it's <laughs> like right. the vax pass right you gotta test or it digital you gotta id test your theory Right. Anything digital, stay away from. I mean, digital banking, that's that's like the scariest shit ever because all it takes is one person to say, yep, you're shut off and you can't buy or sell or trade or do anything. Yeah. I think they do yeah. a, a really good job doing the predictive programming, though, through oh, yeah. the media, oh. though, through the tv shows it's all and connected the news yep. and yeah so they they write the script and and you know a really dramatic uh show or movie where they do the predictive programming and they get you to start thinking well maybe that wouldn't be so bad you know and and then when they finally bring it to you and then you're more accepting of it because you've already you know been given the concept in some tv show or movie that you've watched bernays suggesting ideas well, and they're connected to Netflix, right? Bernays, right. the Bernays family. And I mean, yeah. uh, Hollywood's been the propaganda arm of uh, like the CIA and, the, and you know, the deep state, for, for lack of a better term, forever, for right? Years. And uh, now that's pivoting Disney. because Hollywood's dying. Add so, Disney in there too, right? Right. I, I mean, I, I would consider Disney part of Hollywood, but it probably is kind of its own entity in a way, right? Because they've gotten to be so massive. I think they're the biggest uh, biggest owner in media. When you look at like the six companies that own every damn you know media channel you've heard oh, yeah. of, um, but I don't. I, I think it goes even further back than that. Like I, I mean, I I don't believe that 
William Shakespeare was a real person. I personally believe ah. that Francis Bacon and yeah. you know, uh, you know, these other elites, the Merry it, Men, it, right? It was Francis it, Truth Bacon Bomb, and Merry Men. Exactly. They were they were using you know these uh-huh. these scripts uh, and Shakespeare in the world in the Old Globe to kind of shape. Uh, the English culture at that time. So they before, I mean, they were using it, doing this stuff before even. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just really easy to see uh, with Hollywood, right? When you look at yeah. the movies and all this stuff, For but sure. it's pivoting now it's pivoting well, to um, some high profile podcast um, meme accounts. I mean, that's another transhumanist way to represent ideas. It's a self-replicating idea is what a meme is, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's wild. You know, like that freaking bro Bible meme. Or no, no. There's some meme account where it's like they post goofy stuff all the time. But then when this war in Ukraine stuff started happening, all of a sudden they're posting serious stuff. And it's hmm. like, man, that's a little weird. You know what it's I mean? AI. To... That's an AI account. That's an AI bot. I wouldn't I made doubt the... it. Yeah. I made that argument on a, on a previous show. I was like in the middle of a thought. And I was like, how do you guys know that I'm a real human being right now? Right, that you're right. listening to talking and watching on this video. How do you know I'm not AI generated? And we talked about that in the past with the, this person does not exist.com and the deep fake technology. I mean, they can. Your camera they, is shaking a lot. Maybe you are fake. It's a, it's like <laughs> gyrating. <laughs> do you see it? Oh, my fan. Hold on. <laughs> No, man. Yeah, it's wild. It, I had a really fan leaning against it. Sorry. No, man. no, I was just messing with you, dude. It's just, it, it is interesting, though, that you can't really believe even things that you see, man, anymore. Yeah, that's what's scary. It it was crazy when the war in Ukraine started and you started seeing, like, you would go to um, your your bank's website and they would have a little we support ukraine you know bank of america you support esg and then, uh, what does that have to do with any yeah well, it's like what uh, is... sam they did to... that in 2020 with, with black lives matter one yeah my son uh, turned on his video game and a big blm thing came i'm like yeah. what the hell is yeah. this and it support the trendy cause how cons- everybody how jump on the trendy cause uh, everybody's on the same messaging when it came to BLM in 2020. And then when the Ukraine uh, war started, I mean, it was just, everybody was on the same. People didn't even get a time to even process what was going on. Putin's invading Ukraine. Putin's bad because they'd already established the fact that Putin is the reason that Donald Trump won in 2016. So we can immediately ah, associate smart. that with with you know uh putin and then they told everyone that putin invaded crimea putin did not invade crimea that was that's an absolute lie i mean that but they 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 conditioned everyone i wonder how many americans and a lot of the uh cheerleaders for ukraine we gotta support ukraine if you ask them about Euromaidan. Can you tell me about Euromaidan and what happened in two, 2014 and, and what exactly went on there? None of them can tell you that. And who's Victoria Newlands, right? No one, what is, no one can she? tell you. No one can tell you any of that background history. Only thing that they can tell you, Russia bad and Ukraine's good. And we have to support Ukraine <laughs> because for because they're uh, they represent democracy. I mean, how the hell they represent democracy? I don't know. When they're you know banning the Orthodox Magic. Uh, Church and 
all of their uh, political enemies, but they represent democracy. And if you don't support Ukraine, you don't support democracy. Very effective. And, and if Ukraine falls, the world falls. Apparently, that's the propaganda right. as well. Yeah, right. That's like this, this insignificant nation. Is, if that falls, oh, democracy is dead as we know it. Like what? Very this effective. Coming from we're and we're supporting literal Nazis. Right. Exactly. I mean, we're we're going around calling people fascist and Nazis and saying that Putin is as bad as Hitler. Yet we are giving funds and arming Nazis to fight so I, against people who have voted to separate from Ukraine. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. And the so, newest one that uh, sorry to me, I just want to get this out because we talked about it last week about the uh, ICC's arrest warrant for Putin. For uh, for uh, I just wanted to follow up on that because it was for trafficking children yeah. out of Ukraine into Russia. Well, I, I've been reading and trying to find more into this. Well, it turns out that those children were human shields being used lines. by the Ukrainian military against the Russians. So the Russians <laughs> were getting them out of a war zone and they were in the Donbass region, which isn't a part of Ukraine as Propaganda. anyone that knows. So, I mean, it's just, it's so mind blowing that people just, it's the same delirious mentality they have with Trump is with Putin. It's, it's orange man, bad, red man, bad, you know, these, these people are just, and there's no rationalizing with them. Hey, yeah, they what they may be doing is not right, but what about what this side is doing? They're doing, you know, we're not reporting any of the Ukrainian war crimes, any of the hospitals or schools that they're using as bases or putting in close proximity to bases. And or Matt, Matt, because the- that that idea lasted longer than a minute, so they already scrolled left, already <laughs> swiped. It wasn't Andrew's in the headline, on- right? You know what I'm saying? Andrew's stuck on this on this short attention span, but Matt. <laughs> Um, so what you're talking about what's going on today that we're not getting any of the context in our meeting, which I think is really bizarre that we haven't seen any of the war footage. I mean, we had embedded journalists giving us war footage going back to Vietnam, you know, the Iraq war, we saw everything that was going on. I mean, the Gulf war, not the Iraq war, the Gulf war. And then in Iraq, we had embedded journalists. We saw, you know, firefights that were going on in Fallujah. I haven't seen any you can, of that. Sam, you can watch every every protest that's going on in France right now. Good point. You know, you go on to any news channel, you can watch all the footage of that, but we haven't seen more than a five-second clip of Ukraine. Nothing in Ukraine. And that's really bizarre. That Wag we the dog. Seen any of the fighting that's going on there. Um, I, I just think that that's bizarre. Uh, one thing that I, I wanted to correct something, Andrew and I did a podcast uh, a few months ago, and I want to correct uh, something that I told him that was wrong. You asked me uh, point blank, Andrew, in 2013, when Obama was funding the FSA in Syria, which turned out to be, they that, that became ISIS, which came back in uh, to Iraq and took over Mosul and all that. You asked me, was Obama funding the Nazis in Ukraine at the same time that he was funding uh, what would become ISIS in Syria? And I said, I, I said, yes, but that's not uh, true. Obama never sent weapons to um, Ukraine 
And the reason why he wouldn't send weapons to Ukraine is because Democrats in the House of Representatives said that we don't want to fund Nazis. So they knew that they were Nazis. He oh. did send. So oh. Obama, Obama, oh. did, Obama did send billions of dollars to Ukraine, and he did that to to fund their pension program so what people don't understand is when the coup happened in 2014 when uh when yanukovych had to leave iraq they they needed to stable i mean uh ukraine when yanukovych had to leave ukraine they needed to stabilize the country as soon as possible so people did not put up a fight against the new government that had just established the coup. So what Obama did is he sent billions of dollars to Ukraine so they could fund their pension programs so they so they could still pay their pe people their pension so they wouldn't, you know, put up a fight against this new government who just established the, the coup. But he would not send them arms. No one we didn't start sending arms to Ukraine until Trump uh came in. And uh, but I think that it's really significant to understand why Obama would not send Ukraine arms. And it was because Democrats in the House of Representatives, um, um, what's his didn't name? They didn't want to fund Nazis. They didn't want to fund Nazis. And, so they're cool with it now? Fun. So that's what <laughs> makes it really strange that, that that was the reason why they wouldn't send flip, them weapons is because they knew that they were Nazis and they didn't want to fund the Nazis. Ro Khanna. Uh, was one of the Democrats who were against it. Um, I forget the black uh, congressman from um, from Detroit, um, the um, Con John Conyers. So he was a, a big part of it. And that was the reason why Obama didn't send them arms. Yeah, but he didn't send them money. You guys might have seen this, but since you're talking about it, I love talking about these like logos and how these different things look. I was going to share something real quick. Mm -hmm. This is the uh, the Nazi SS logo, right? Mm -hmm. So we've all seen that. We know what that looks like. If you look at the Azov seal, dude, a lot of people think it's a line with like an N. It's literally just an SS backwards, dude. You yeah. see that? If you follow oh, yeah. that, it's the same thing with the freaking black sun. The black sun behind, behind it. it too, yeah. Yeah, black mm. sun's a well-known Nazi symbol, mm -hmm, and yeah. I just can't get over the SS. And then it's look so down blatant. below, right, right. Yeah, at the that's bottom, the Kazarian the thing. Too. Yeah, yeah. The, the trident, yeah, trident is from uh, Kazarian sigil. Yep. Oh, it's a Kazarian sigil. It's okay. an it's an ancient Kazarian sigil as well. Yep. yep. But yeah, just it just blows my mind. It's the same thing, just flipped around, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's the same so. thing. Inversion they did with swastika to pervert that. You know, they well, that's they, what the black they, sun is. It's four swastikas broken yeah, up. Yeah, they into just took pieces. the swastika and turned it on an angle. And and so now they could corrupt a, a symbol that was always known for peace and harmony. And now it's associated with, you know, hatred and racism and anti Semitism. And that's another interesting psychological one. operations. Well, I saw today in the news that now, um, Mr. Robert Kraft, who, if anybody's not familiar, he's the owner of the Patriots. And in in 2020, he was arrested uh, in a Florida, Florida uh, massage parlor for getting a hand job <laughs> and on multiple occasions. And it was I can use a massage right now. And then it was thrown out of court because the videotape was obtained illegally. So he never claim that it didn't happen it's just the videotape was obtained illegally 
Well, now today I see the fruits of his labor. He is now leading a anti-Semitism campaign to step up mm. um, the uh, awareness of anti-Semitism that's taking wow. place in this world. So were the girls of age in the massage situation? Were they willing to do it? Because there's nothing wrong with a tuggy if it's a, if everyone involved. They were Asian immigrants, <laughs> but yes, they were of legal age. And, and so, maybe so, so long as there's consent, so long as there's consent. The shitty part is, is they got arrested and they had to pay thousands of dollars in fines that they didn't have. And this right. guy is a billionaire and got off with nothing. So, so that's what sucks is when those people are taking. just keeps going on and gets. Yeah, yeah. And and obviously the, the news wasn't put out there that well, or we just forgot about it because there's so much stuff going on. But uh, yeah, man, that sucks, dude. It, it sucks when people get taken advantage of like that. But, you know, if, if everyone's a willing participant, I don't see anything wrong with that. But no, I, I was going more along the lines of this is what they tend to do with these people. They they, sure. they sure, shame sure. them and then they have to come back and do their penance. Now, and now the, his penance is like uh, you're saying is that he's uh, so this this accusation of anti-Semitism is just like the accusation of racism. Um, it's a shield. So um, I've been I, uh, re most recently hearing people uh, talk about if you criticize George Soros, then you oh, are anti-Semitic. That that is a uh, so that is an anti-Semitic trope to criticize George Soros, and it's ridiculous because going back to Ukraine, I mean, what does George Soros have to do with with Ukraine? People don't really, that's why I said, if you go and ask the, you know, average normie who is rah-rah Ukraine, I have the Ukraine flag in my window and 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 my profile, I, I, I'm i rah-rah Ukraine. And you say, well, tell me about Euromaidan. What happened with Euromaidan? So in 2014, <laughs> when the election happened and Yanukovych wins the election fair and square, all of these people rushed to Maidan to protest. Now, the reason that all of these people the reason they had the organization to get all these people to mobilize to go to Maidan is because of open society. George Soros has ah. been he's been running open society in Ukraine. He's talked about it. He's bragged about it since the 1990s. So they mm. they have that he created the organization to get everybody as soon as the election was over to rush to Maidan and to stay there and to protest. And much like what went on with in 2020 here with Black Lives Matter, I went to a couple of Black Lives Matter protests here in Southern California. And I was so surprised. So during the daytime, all the Black Lives Matter activists, they show up and they're protests, they're marching, they're peaceful. And I saw all of these supplies show up. We were kind of hanging in the back. Like cars would pull up with tons of water, tons of food, tons of, you know, supplies, uh, uh, milk for your face. So if they start spraying the 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 gas that the milk's supposed to, and they showed up with all these su supplies. And I'm wondering myself, where's this stuff coming from? Where well, it's coming from open society. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> George Soros is funding the peaceful revolution. So what would happen with Black Lives Matter in, in 2020? They would have peaceful revolution 
during the day and marching and with all the supplies. And as soon as the sun went down, Antifa would show up and then they would start doing the violence, looting the stores, setting the fires. This is exactly what happened in, in Ukraine in 2014. After the election, open society organized for all of the people to show up at Maidan and they showed up at Maidan and they were peaceful, well supplied by open society to just sit there. They could eat and drink. And then when the Nazis showed up, when Red Sector uh, showed up, when the uh, then they're the ones who started the violence. They're the ones who made the coup happened where Yanukovych had to leave. There would have been no coup without the Nazi violence. So George Soros and Open Society, they fund the peaceful protests to go in there, and then they use the violence. Same, It's the same playbook that they used here in 2020. And so if you criticize George Soros— In Minneapolis. In <laughs> Minneapolis. So if you criticize George Soros, and I've heard many people saying this now, then you're an anti-Semite, that that's tied to anti-Semitism. It's just the shield. Well, that's and like uh, same now thing with if the Rothschilds. Any white person that uses yeah, a black GIF is doing digital blackface. I saw that CNN. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> man, that's yeah. pretty funny. Oh. It you is can't hilarious. even GIF. No, it's so hilarious. like if I were to do like the black pound sign, that's, that's digital blackface. Oh, it makes yeah. me want to do it. Now. Someone's gonna I mean, make NFTs. That's what everybody out of that. said. Everybody <laughs> wants to use them now yeah. even more because it's, it's just like how uh, stupid so is stupid. that. It's I hate the yellow hand. You know, it's like, dude, I don't have hepatitis. You know, yeah, I mean? I'm not like, Asian. I'm not... <laughs> I want to use the Justin Trudeau one, the famous Justin Trudeau in blackface. The pregnant that's man. The one, oh, yeah. That's the that one I want. Sense. I dream of genie. That's the one I want to just keep sharing. I've memes. used really. I'm not going to lie. I've used the uh, pregnant man when I'm telling Kim that I got to take a big dump. I'll just send her the pregnant <laughs> dude. And I'm like, hey, it's going down when I get home. You, know? you got hey, to have some fun with this stuff, you know? Give me 20 <laughs> minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah, and then stay out of there for a few hours, you know? <laughs> but no, dude, it, it, it's wild what, what some of this stuff is getting to, man. It's very, very interesting. Hey, Sam, what was your, uh, your podcast, dude? I, I was looking for it right now. So it's according to Sam with the number two. So all okay. together, according to Sam. I just wanted to listen to it um, just to check it out. I've checked out Andrew's stuff. I obviously checked out Matt's stuff too, but I, I wanted to wanted to make that clear that that was what it was. I searched your name and I just yeah. didn't find it. So according to Sam, good to know. Yeah, with the number two. Cool, man. You'll be able to find it. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, I mean, the, I mean, all of these things, like the accusations of racism, the accusations of anti-Semitism, I mean, they're really like, again, they're just shields. They're people to hide behind so you don't criticize what they're actually doing. And um, and they have um, a lot of nefarious motives. Um, and we need to throw transphobic in there, too, now, Sam. That's another one. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It's like the mask, the Roman masquerade. A, a society is dying. Yeah. And, and it's funny because you, you don't if you don't want to participate or play their little games like I refuse to play the pronoun game. I just think it's the stupidest thing ever. It's like now you're phobic. It's like, yeah. no, I'm just not playing in your stupid little charades. I'm not participating in this nonsense. Like you can you can do whatever you want. <laughs> if you look like a woman to me, I will call you she ma'am, whatever. If you look like a, a dude, sir. Hey, you know, it is what it is. I, I can't play this. Well, he might want to be called they, them, but yeah. 
Touch and people it. having legit anxiety attacks over like which pronouns they're supposed to use for somebody. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Be offensive. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Because then that's the worst thing you can be. Well, especially you know, in yeah. college now. Right. Right. I mean, that's like one of the worst things you can do is, is misgender or, or you know, use the wrong pronoun on someone. I guess in some, uh, I forget where it is. It's some middle of the country state. Like, I, mean, I don't know if it's like the Bible, but I don't know exactly where it's at. But they uh, they canceled the school funded and school taught sex ed because one of the teachers was saying that there were 73 genders. And so the parents were like, okay, <laughs> we, we want these kids to actually learn what's going on. And Ghost and I were talking about this today. There's a legit debate for whether schools should give sex ed or not. Like I can legitimately see both sides of it. Back when I was in school, the sex ed made sense because there was only two genders and it was pretty straightforward. Like it was <laughs> like, hey, you know, they kind of actually. But did it teach you anything, right? I think no, it was a no, big no, no. manipulate. I think it was just no, to no. pervert us. Like they got to get in there and do it. Going to teach you to get in there and learn for yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you got to learn for yourself. But no, it mostly scared scared us, dude. Like I thought that like they show so many pictures of like you know penises and vaginas with diseases. You know what I mean? And it Pregnancy, just freaks you out. Like it was every time you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. You know, oh, yeah. watching the live birds on, on, on that's VHS. Part of this, that's part of the so depopulation scary. agenda. Don't procreate. <laughs> sex is scary. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of what it was, is they scared us. But I could see if the schools weren't so messed up and if there wasn't this gender confusion, dysphoria, or whatever we want to call it. Um, it is it is. Uh, I see why parents would want the school to learn it. Or, or the kids to learn it from the school, rather. Right. Um, just because that's where you get information. Like, in theory, you're supposed to get information from your school. But these schools are just losing their damn minds, man. Yeah, I and, feel like a broken education. record. But I, but the schools are doing exactly what they're set up to do right now. Sure. They, sure, are, sure. they are not sure. set up to educate and, and, and better our children. They are set to indoctrinate and retard our children right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's this was something that the Rockefeller Foundation um, set out to do in the early part of the 20th century. Um, and the Rockefeller Foundation, along with John Dewey and, and others, um, really sought to create a education system that made people in this country more docile and more compliant not more educated and critical thinkers that's it's like the bit that uh george george carlin does he's like the last thing that these people want are critical thinking people who know how to process information so absolutely obedient not, workers obedient workers mm. is what they want they are not Passive pupils and in having intelligent critical thinkers so this the system has been devised, our public education system, for the last hundred years. And um, my sister-in-law and and brother are creating a private school in um, with their church in, in my hometown. And they've been doing a lot of research. And what she told me when I was home for Christmas is that she's learning with her research that the Gates Foundation has now picked up the mantle from the Rockefeller Foundation, and they're invested in everything having to do with public education. Bill Gates is an evil man. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that. I was going to ask you your <laughs> thoughts on him because he, I was going to say exactly that. It seems like he's taken the torch from the Rockefellers. From the he's Rockefeller the one Foundation. responsible for all these standardized tests yeah. and, and all the this, bricks. Yeah, the no child left behind <laughs> bullshit that has just 
totally destroyed our he education. He doesn't want us eating meat or anything, you know. He's like, he's really involved. He's got uh, the, I mean, I, if you go back and you look at Nelson Rockefeller and the, um, um, you know, early part of the 21st century, he had a God complex. And you look at, at Bill Gates, he seems to have a God complex as well. Well, same thing, right? Medicine, education, yeah, all of it, transportation, everything he's involved in, you know, and, yeah. and Gates bought all that, what, you know, farmland and everything. And, and that's what these, these people are megalomaniacs. And, yeah. and everybody's like, oh yeah, he's in it for, you know, humanity. No, he's in it for the profits. If it yeah. has no profits, cause you saw him flip flop on the vax. Once yeah. he saw that it wasn't going to be profitable anymore, he's like, yeah, well, basically the disease affected old people and people with comorbidities. Like, yeah. wait a second. Hold on. The whole time you were telling us that this was a lifesaver, and now you're going to tell us that ah, it doesn't really do what it was supposed to do. And, you know, we probably I should. wanted more death. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it I seems like the... to the next one, and I'm wondering what the next one is right now. It's just air. You want to hear, hear charging for air? Want to hear a crazy conspiracy theory about that? Sure. So somebody told me that whatever's in these mRNA vaccines, it's supposed to be weakening your immune systems. And when they release the next thing on us, we're fucked. <laughs> That's conspiracy theory. Well, it's definitely yeah. it, the mRNA definitely weakens your immune system. That's a fact. The and VADs, right? Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. I mean, that's vaccine the immune whole, deficiency. Yeah, that that's a real thing. That's what it is. And, and then, then if that and then if that's what they actually roll out, now you can claim it's a new pandemic. Oh, yeah. people are dying like flies. I wonder why. Oh, there's this new strain of COVID. When really, they probably died from the common cold because their immune systems are so. AIDS level fucked that for sure. Yeah. It's such a it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Scary. You know, it seems like the the Rockefellers owned uh, you know, all cultural influence, right? And the Rothschilds were more on the financial end. And it seems like definitely like like you say, like the Gates Foundation, Mark Zuckerberg, I know is kind of affiliated with that. There's a lot of Rockefeller cronies out there, the Bushes, the Soroses, all these people, right? Um, so it seems like definitely the Gates Foundation is uh is taking over that cultural influence because they messed with music right mm -hmm. the uh the rockefellers music food like you said transportation through Science, the down doctors medicine right they changed right. this from the naturopathic way to allopathic medicine well dude and speaking of food petroleum and, based right and to get back and yeah petroleum based is a huge part back then now they're they're getting away from the petroleum uh just for powering our cars it seems like that's still going to be in your medicine and all that other stuff and your clothes <laughs> and everything else but uh Going back to the transhumanism thing just a little bit, there's this concept of farming spelt with a PH. And that is something that Bill Gates is legitimately <laughs> oh, doing right now where they're introducing the vaccines to your fucking vegetables, dude. Come on. Like, it's wild. Do you not do you not think that's real, Matt? Oh, no, I absolutely believe it. I mean, I oh, can yeah. see them oh, yeah. doing that. That I, I'm just like, come on. I'm like, our food yeah. is already poisoned as is. You but, know? And think and about, too, look... what, what, what they just passed with the Medicare thing. Medicare uh, recipients can now use their Medicare monthly Medicare money for food now because your drugs are going to be in your food. Oh, man. That's what I'm That's saying. A... It's like and, and you're not much like what they put out there today. They're not going to be open about what is in there. 
You know, it's like the whole eggs conspiracy, you know, the whole free range versus cage free right, right. and all that bullshit. It's like, it's just Codex Alimentarius too. That's what that reminds me of the food standard UN protocols that every member nation has to abide by. And they're basically taking nutrients out and, Monsanto products, right? Yeah, very, yeah. very Snowpiercer esque. Hey, yeah, great movie! Watch that movie. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a trip. Yeah, I haven't man. seen it. It's good. Yeah, oh, well, you yeah, absolutely so the, have the to. The premise watch it. of it is is oh. is the world has is like in a global freeze, and there's a train mm-hmm. that's just going around the world, and it's it's running, and those are the only people alive, and the elite are in the front of the train. Oh yeah, living comfortably. You I've know, seen that. Eating, and then the the rest of us are in the back, packed like cattle eating mm. this like bug based food and it's yeah it's, the train like has a shield that collects like all the bugs that hit the the wall of the train fall into this thing and they make like protein bars out of it and that's all that the poor <laughs> oh, people God. eat but then there's like sushi that the rich program up front and like there's like cattle <laughs> again that i was just eat. gonna say that it's a predictive programming yep. for sure yeah more of it. big time it's a great um, movie though and, and what's it called again yeah, check it. snow, snow piercer. piercer yeah, yeah snow check piercer. that out Okay. You got Captain America in that. Chris Evans. Yep. <laughs> Phenomenal. I mean, but, Another one of but, those, you know, post-apocalyptic, like you said, predictive programming. We'll give you a little bit of truth in here. And because the other thing is, is how does the, the you know, the train must have a, uh, you know, an engine that just can go in per- with perpetual motion because it doesn't have mm-hmm. to refuel or anything. They mentioned that in the beginning when they're describing how it works. And it's, it yep. is essentially like, it sounds like Tesla technology of like some free kind. Energy. Like, yep. Yeah. Another hmm. good movie, dude, that I've mentioned a couple of times, not that we're going to get into movies now, but there's a, that, um, the, the new M night Shyamalan one, dude, it's great. Knock at the cabin. Hmm. Phenomenal movie, dude. It's got a QAnon vibe to it. Really, really good. Hmm. Check that out. Yeah. About the four horsemen so, of the apocalypse. <laughs> so speaking of, of, of QAnon, I have a buddy of mine that's been, uh, getting in this whole adrenochrome uh, <laughs> stuff, and he's been talking to me about it. And uh, what do you guys think about this whole uh, idea of adrenochrome? Adrenochrome is definitely real. There's like a chemical compound of it. I just don't know how real that is. I mean, you hear that like the whole royal family has like uh, pyphoria, I think it's called, where they have this rare blood disease, and it's probably from all the inbreeding. But like they literally have like the slang for pephoria is um, a vampire's disease. Like you're very, very short on iron and it's almost like they need to drink blood. Like there's no proof that they do like on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, But also Biden happens to suffer from this. And like a lot of other elites have this thing called pyphoria. Um, I was was telling him that. okay, so the whole idea, even when Pizzagate, uh, you know, was it the thing? that that didn't just come from anywhere and some people just pulled it out of their butt you know that mm-hmm. pizza gate this came from john podesta's emails that were basically spearfished and were given to wikileaks and wikileaks uh you know released these emails and in john podesta's emails he's talking about pizza parties and how many pizzas and hot dogs you're gonna at the rothschild I mean, kids the, pizza place right exactly. wasn't the kid a rothschild so james alephantis yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just that people just pulled this out of the air i mean this this came from podesta's emails that they were uh alluding to the fact that there was something going on with kids and and child trafficking 
Yeah, if you look so, at James Alephantis's old Instagram too, there's like literally pictures of kids like tied up on tables and they're smiling. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah and, then, and the that. whole idea behind it is that you know you have to scare the kids to increase the, the adrenochrome. That's yeah. what that hurt. Yeah. And then you know, and I don't, I don't know. I Ugh. mean, if it does what it says it does, look at Hollywood. There's an, mm-hmm. how come some of these people never age? Now, granted, there are masks and and body suits that are off the charts these days there's plastic surgery i get that but some mm-hmm. of these guys it's like you wonder how do they stay so young and how do they keep doing it and now i don't know if all these people are drinking baby blood or have baby factories or anything like that but man it is a wild concept that i never even heard anything about until like two or three years ago for sure so, I find it jokes I find it, yeah. it interesting that in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas they talk about it. It's yep. almost I always wondered if that was a predictive programming thing. Just real quick, just gonna throw this in there in the bag of drugs and goodies that he has, you know. Well, yep. Hunter Thompson was all about all that weird shit. Oh you know yeah, what I mean, like he he seems like the guy, and I don't want to like just throw like slander out because he's very talented and stuff. He seems like the dude that was all about experiences. And he would try anything one time, like anything mm-hmm. one time. You know what I mean? It seems like so from what I've learned about him and stuff. But uh, yeah, man, a very interesting dude for sure. And that's a, a wild concept. And I'm with you, Sam. Sometimes I wonder where these things come from, mm-hmm. right? Where are, are they based in reality or are these CIA things that are thrown out there Yeah, to make us look crazy, you know, because, hey, sure. they could have some cocktail that they drink to help him, you know, live a little longer. I mean, Christ, look at uh, Kissinger. How is that thing still alive? Uh, He's still rolling around at nearly 100. And the other thing, too, it it could be, you know, uh, partially true um, and then disinformation added in to kind of, um this is common the, that's common discredit the true the true part you know yeah. just some crazy you know outlandish stuff that part of it is true maybe there is you know i mean child trafficking and human trafficking i mean i know that that's going on that's a huge deal um do i believe that uh i mean some elite people were involved well i don't have um jeffrey epstein's client list so i have no <laughs> idea you know uh who is involved with uh, some of this stuff but yeah i believe that some uh, elite people in the united states could be involved with child trafficking and some predatory behavior maybe they're not drinking kids blood maybe they're just having sex with them or something like look that at dennis Hastert. Yeah, exactly you know? Pick a yeah. name. Go look. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this doesn't happen in reality in the papers. You see these congressmen, senators, they're getting busted all the time for, you know, prostitutes and underage and, you know, pictures and shit like this. So exactly. And then why don't we have Jeffrey Epstein's client list? Because yeah. I mean, we're shooting what? down alien <laughs> UFOs constantly these days. Well, That's why we have we have two convictions, right? <laughs> For a crime, but no clients. Yeah, no clients. either. Like, that. <laughs> how's that happen? Not only that, the ABC reporter who came out, remember the uh, Project Veritas tape that was released to him with her when she thought the camera was off. She's like, I had the whole story. I had Bill Clinton. Yeah. I had everyone. And they killed, and ABC killed the story. And then they end up firing yep. the person who um, who leaked that video to Project too Veritas. Too close. Too yeah. close. Yep. So well, there's something going on. 
back to what you were talking about too with the congressman like with the proof of this stuff the whole story with johnny gosh right and like the whole like nebraska trafficking thing and what was that like rising republican star he's got the same name as that that guy that was slumped over with the the tv show larry something you know who i'm talking about he he was on cbs or pbs maybe old old dude he was in the roast of donald trump i don't know if you guys watched that pretty funny Larry King, yes. There's a guy named Lawrence King that was a rising Republican star that was connected to all that Johnny Gosh stuff. And there was like some pretty like this was back before conspiracies were just nuts all over the place. Uh where I think in the eighties, I want to say, where they were saying, like, yeah, like the the Bush uh White House had uh, you know, boys coming through there and uh, the Franklin scandal. Reagan, yeah, the Franklin scandal is what yeah, that, that's the the Nebraska thing, right? So um it's just wild dude there's there's proof out there but have um guys, yeah if you guys real quick have you guys seen that thing with uh hillary clinton and chelsea clinton and it's like they're on a game show and i, I can't remember what game show it is but they're like uh the, the question was what is you know like chelsea's supposed to answer like what her mom would do right and it's like what do you think uh your mom does way too much of and she goes um she eats way too much pizza Wow. Yeah. And then there, and then like the follow-up question is um something along the lines where it's flipped, where they're like, you know, what is something about Chelsea? And she's like, Oh, she'd probably say that I need to clean up all my pizza that I eat around the house. Or like, and it's like they're literally feeding this. If if I mean, either she's using it as that word in that moment on this game show, or Maybe it's a fabricated video. I don't know. I just saw it on the social media, and I thought it was interesting to say. Well, I think so. I think that it is absolutely fascinating when you look at the October surprises for the 2016 <laughs> election, oh, yeah. and then also the 2020 election. The 2016 election, and they both have to deal with laptops. The 2016 election, <laughs> Anthony Weiner. Weiner. Is married to Hillary Clinton's, you know, right hand girl. Uh, he's got a laptop that he's using to sex underage girls that the NYPD sees. He's got all of this like really deviant stuff all over this laptop, and that's why people and most people don't really even understand when uh, James Comey had to reopen this investigation into Hillary Clinton the week before the 2016 election. It's because of this Anthony Weiner laptop that he's using to sex underage girls. And it's got all of this deviant. It's not only got, you know, emails that Hillary Clinton deleted and told us <laughs> that she didn't have were on this laptop, but also all of this, you know, deviant stuff uh, with him sexing underage girl. And then you jump fast forward to 2020 and then another laptop this time from Hunter Biden who leaves this laptop <laughs> with, you know, the computer repair guy. And then you find this thing and you look at it and it's got all of this deviant stuff on it. Uh, but, but the, they learned their lesson from 2016 and they didn't let this out. That's why the entire intelligence community got together and they conspired to say that this was Russian disinformation in 2020 and that the laptop wasn't real. Um, and I mean, hugely significant. In my Cause there's opinion. no way Biden wins. If that comes out, that's I don't the think so. thing that would have happened to Hillary. I don't think yeah. so, Matt. And on that, so. and on that topic, Sam, isn't, isn't Pelosi's kid and, um, oh, she's Mitt, Mitt, Mitt Romney's kid also 
employees of oil companies they're in tied Ukraine, to Ukraine or like in they're Ukraine. all these American politicians kids yeah, are working in Ukraine what the there's, fuck is there's going on in going Ukraine on, there's well, something going on in Ukraine that we don't know I'm yeah. telling you yeah it's because well, it's one of the most and, corrupt and money laundering right yeah. I mean yeah why did they go why did they try to impeach Trump over something that Biden admitted to on camera and, and nothing was ever even mentioned about <laughs> Biden I mean, he yeah. said, yeah, you're not getting that billion dollars unless the prosecutor's fired. Yeah. Okay, well, so son of a bitch, it, he was fired it, by the time <laughs> I left. Exactly. Um, but if you really look into that first impeachment of, of Trump and, and listen to the transcript and the phone call and, and all of that. So Trump, he's asking Zelensky about the servers because so so that was the narrative in 2016 was that Russia hacked the DNC servers, but the FBI, the DNC never turned these servers over to the FBI to do a forensic investigation of who actually hacked these servers. What they gave the FBI was an imagery of the servers, and that's what the FBI looked at. But a private company, CrowdStrike, was who the DNC commissioned to do the forensic investigation of these servers and crowdstrike is a ukrainian company it oh it was God. it's it's owned by a uh a, a russian uh guy he's partial owner dimitri i forget his his last name but um he owns crowdstrike so um when when if you listen to the transcript when Trump is talking to Zelensky. He's saying that we want to know where these servers are, the DNC servers, because we want to look at them. We want to do our own forensic investigation because the only people who actually looked at the servers were, were CrowdStrike. So that's what Trump is talking about in the conversation when they say that he is doing the quid pro quo. Uh, they try to make it about Biden, which is later in the conversation, but there was no quid pro quo it had to do with with these servers and him trying to get Zelensky to help him find the servers which for some reason trump believed that these servers were taken to ukraine yep yeah mm -hmm. one thing that shouldn't be forgotten about that 2016 october surprise too is like all those nypd cops that died after they were talking about that wiener laptop that's very mm -hmm. very exactly. uh important because yeah those people were trying to do the right thing man similar to like the uh Oklahoma, you know, uh, cops that were involved in the whole Oklahoma City bomb. Well, the one there. Oklahoma City uh, cop that was, yeah, murdered. He killed himself, and he really wanted to feel it when he killed himself. You know he what I mean? Not to make light of it, but he field. Yeah, they yeah. Call that, tie... Yeah, they call that Arkansas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Freaking just wild uh, that body count those two have, but Arkansas is well. It's funny you that. say that with with uh, Oklahoma City because they just put out Netflix just did another uh, Waco documentary. Oh wow! I, I don't know what's going on, but that's like the third one in the last five years. Well, that was Trump's first rally coming back for 2023 was in Waco. Yeah, yeah, and and that's in that's just a crazy story. Why are they itself. bringing up old shit? I thought we were past this. We well, what happened it? in Waco? <laughs> was a bunch of people that were trying to be independent of the system right and then they got fucked so i mean is that is that like low level kind of telling you it's like cops putting it in your mind subconsciously <laughs> like boys, don't don't boys. go out there and be independent uh you know stay stay in our system and you'll be fine if you try exactly. to exactly like, like the cop show like the the message is like bill hicks talked about that the message is state power will win we yep. will kick in your door we will stomp on your face mm. watch cops 
Watch us yeah. arresting all these people. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's why I feel like Demolition Man is the biggest predictive programmer for us because I think that lays out what they want. They want the, the system where there's no human contact. Everything's essentially virtual. You Music's, know, it, music is uh, jingles for commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it's all it's all mind control and everything. And then you have the the truthers that live in the sewers. You know, they mm -hmm. live underground like rats, like the rat plague that they are yeah. to our perfect society. Mm. It's kind of the same. That, it's kind of the same thing in the Matrix too. The Zion people that yep. uh, were in Zion were uh, separated from the Matrix, and even though it wasn't the most glamorous life, it was real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. How do you use the three seashells? <laughs> I still remember that from Demolition that. Man. Yeah, I can't figure that out. They never explain that. And that's when he goes, he goes, he he goes up to the machine and just starts cursing at it and gets all the paper and he's like, I don't need your shells anymore. That's as uh, big of a mystery as like the uh, briefcase in um in Pulp Fiction, right? Like the the briefcase yeah. of souls. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Marcellus Wallace's soul is supposed to be removed through the back of his neck that's why he's got the band-aid on i've heard that yeah that's the comic yeah. book kind of explains <laughs> that a little bit yeah man wow that what a great movie dude oh, we, oh, we yeah. mentioned some great movies classic one one oh, final yeah. thing that i'll tell you all that you need to watch because you mentioned kissinger in that in that one season it's like the one of the later seasons of american horror story it's a two-parter oh, and the first yeah. part of it is all about adrenochrome right it's literally about adrenochrome it, it, this <laughs> guy this struggling writer is just like hitting writer's block. He can't figure out how to write his damn book. And he's in Cape Cod where like there's all kinds of meth addict zombie vampire things. And he ends up realizing when he drinks some blood or eats a person, he can just write like Stephen King. Like he just writes like <laughs> insane. And then the second part of it is like just conspiracy galore, dude. They show Henry Kissinger and like when everyone else walks away, his second eyelids pop out and he's a he's a reptilian, basically, right? What? That's how he's dude. It's nuts. It's freaking insane. It's like the whole thing with uh like JFK and Eisenhower and all this stuff where they're kind of like discovering the uh alien connection, like the Grey Otta treaties mentioned, and it's just nuts, dude. Like it, this was back when conspiracies were really catching on to the mainstream and everyone was hopping on board. So let me let me uh, offer this idea because that's I've thought about this recently. Are all of these, you know, ideas that we arrive at through research and learning about this and that, how things connect, is sometimes I wonder if we're being programmed by the AI with all of that information that we think we're actually finding truthful nuggets of reality, but maybe they're already predetermined by the AI consciousness. Have you guys ever taken it that deep of thought experiment? Probably before? partially, like, but there's some you know people I mean? that really actively go out and look for wild information, right? Like, I don't think that AI yeah. could predict all of that. But when something's you know, passes through your Instagram or your TikTok reel or whatever, maybe that's that's kind of meant to be there. Yeah, just sometimes I wonder, like, I mean, you really, really, really have to put in hours of work and research, like reading physical books not just consuming everything digitally to really know what was back in the day, you know? And yeah, I agree. Cause I think AI will push you in a certain direction, mm -hmm. you know, between whether you're going, you're doing a Google search or you're doing, or, or the algorithms, they're going to push you in a certain way and they're going to show you what they want you to see. Now, if you're savvy enough, you can dig past the initial layer of bullshit and get down to the next layer. But I still feel like there's more, 
that we can't even access. You know, yeah. there's information out there, you know, I mean, between the Vatican archives and things like that, that are are very crucial to the who, what, when, where, and why of where we are right now that we are not told. And instead we're indoctrinated with this narrative. Yeah. And I, I'm told that uh, if you don't browse the internet using browsers, if you have a VPN and you can go through different channels, apparently there's a whole bunch of internet out there that most people have never seen because they're only using Google, DuckDuckGo, Bing, whatever. But apparently you can browse a whole bunch of different internet if you know how to do it. I don't know the technology of it, but I've just heard that it's possible. So Well, there's the dark web, which is a whole nother web. Yeah, yeah. You don't really want to go there unless you're yeah. ready for it. I can allows all that stuff to be out there that I can that that runs the internet or the authority of the internet. They're, they oh. allow everything that's on the internet. They allow it up one way or another. Hmm. Which supposedly, the, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. Um, I mean, a lot of it just has to do with being interested and, and going and and looking because I know for a fact that because I consume a lot of European news like BBC and um, even like uh, some French and Indian outlets. And I know that that even just getting outside of the United States gives you a mm -hmm. whole different point of view oh, on, yeah. on what's going on in the world and history. It seems like in, in this country, the propaganda and the news and the media that we're fed is totally different from what's going on in the rest of the world. And I think that mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with that. I don't think that uh, a European consumer would tolerate being fed what we're being fed. You know what I mean? I think that they're um, a little bit more savvy when it comes to what they consume. And if they were being fed the same nonsense that we were being fed, I don't think they would tolerate it. Yeah, You get it. You get some people that say, well, you know, at least in China, they know they're being fed bullshit here. <laughs> people think they're being fed. You know, they know the government's lying to them here. We still think they're telling us the truth. Mm. But yeah. I think that I think that people here, they really get into their confirmation bias. They yes. only they only want to consume opinions that fit opinions that they already have. And, and Sam, and, I do a lot in the alternate history realm and uh -huh. all, that's all it is for, I would say 95% of the people that do alternate history research, mm -hmm. find something, hitch their wagon to it and will only go down that lane. You can mm -hmm. present them with other material outside that contradicts what they're saying and they will just blindly ignore it. Yeah. It yeah. crushes that paradigm that they're on or that, you know, that narrative that they're rolling with. And I'm like, you guys are doing the same thing that they're doing to us. Why would you not look at everything? And yeah, like Andrew said, one of the biggest things you have to do is go get books, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's a physical book or go get the PDFs from the 1800s books, mm -hmm. because that's where you're going to find a lot of the truth in there before they really started doing the whitewashing of the books and the information that comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Memory holding. <laughs> yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, Sam and I talk about the book Tragedy and Hope by uh, Carol Quigley quite a bit. Do you know that the original um, like metal printing press, like whatever molds that they had of that book, 
were stolen magically or disappeared and they could never figure it out. So there's actually parts of tragedy and hope that were written that never, nobody ever saw it because somebody bought the publishing house that was printing it and then destroyed it. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. None of that book. We very telling was was supposed to be consumed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. By the, by the mass public. And he says that he was he Clinton's mentor. Mm Mm-hmm. He is a teacher at uh, Georgetown at Georgetown University, a professor of history. I think it, that Clinton took at Georgetown. That's where Clinton did his undergrad at Georgetown, which is a Jesuit university. Jesuit college. Which I always have to yep. uh, say that that, and that's where uh, Clinton took um, his class. And then after Clinton graduated from Georgetown, he went to England and Oxford and became a Rhodes scholar. That's what we meet. That, Hillary that's at what Georgetown. Blew my mind in the '80s was how Georgetown had this dominant basketball program as this <laughs> small white Jesuit school, all but it had Jesuit an all schools. black program with a black coach. That all was one Jesuit of the most controversial great colleges. Gonzaga, um, <laughs> I think. Um, um, what's Xavier University? Um, always is there and has a good uh, basketball. I mean, the Jesuit schools have great basketball yep. programs. <laughs> Pennsylvania schools, are they any good? Because uh, those are big Jesuit schools too. Well, they used to yeah. have Temple, which was George uh, UMass's big rival back in the yeah. day. Temple was There's... another, had another very, uh, you know, uh, controversial black coach also, John Chaney. Huh. There's 40 there's 40 Jesuit colleges in the United States. They make up the the Jesuit 40 and uh um one very interesting one is Santa Clara uh college in in California and that's the college that Gavin Newsom went to. That's the college that Nancy Pelosi went to. John Panetta went to um uh, Santa Clara. I, I like to find out where all these guys like uh John Brennan. John Brennan went to Forham University. Forham University is another Jesuit school. Uh so I, I think it's interesting to see all these guys that went to these Jesuit schools. And if they're not Jesuit, they're usually Ivy League, which yeah, is you know, Jesuit sub, you know, the next level adjacent, below. Adjacent. That's the wasp <laughs> version of a Jesuit, right? The wasp yeah, basically like the, yeah, the right? white yeah. Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yeah. Hey uh, Sam. Sam, remember when I was telling you Paul Giamatti was Skull and Bones? Uh, yeah. I remember guess, you me guess who else I just found out was Skull and Bones? You guys know who Robert Reich is? Oh, interesting. Really? Robert Reich is Skull and Bones, New wow. Haven, Connecticut. I just figured that out the other day. Now, who's he? Explains, he's a super left-wing pundit yeah. that used to be on, uh, I can't remember, Carter, Clinton, maybe administration. I forget when. But he's... Uh, his social media, in my opinion, is very similar to Bernie Sanders. It's just regurgitated talking points that are absolutely devoid of logic and rational thought that are just intended to push an agenda. And it, it reminds me of um, who's the guy that uh, Buckley, William F. Buckley had the show mm-hmm. and he founded that magazine, um, National Review, National I think Review. it was called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Bonesman. <laughs> yeah. All these guys are fraternity buddies with John Kerry and George W. So. Very interesting. Just thought I'd throw yeah. that out there. No, it is interesting. I, I mean, 
the precursor to the Republican Party was both the Whig Party, but also the anti-Masonic Party. Um, And people a lot of people don't know this, but the but before there was a Republican Party, there was the the anti-Masonic Party and the Whig Party and the anti-Masonic Party actually had a convention, I think, in the 1850s, where um, all of these people who real they saw the uh freemasons as this uh group i think there's this quote from um what's the congressman's name from pennsylvania um he was the speaker during the civil war i think um i don't remember his name anyway but he he's there at the uh convention that the anti-masonic uh, party has and he says you know look at all the judges look at all the state buildings he's like all of them are in this same fraternity um so there's got to be something going on some kind of conspiracy where all the members of the same fraternity <laughs> are in all of these positions of high profit and you know prestige yeah and so, I always found it interesting that there's a Masonic Lodge and literally every tiny, dinky, little 2,000 population person town across this entire country. Yeah, Every man. single one of them has a Masonic Lodge. Quite interesting. Yeah. We got and a couple I- here. Their iconography is everywhere, all over. I mean, if you go to Washington, D.C., you just see, I mean, oh, yeah. everything is Masonic iconography. You look at the back of a dollar bill, <laughs> you know, look at the great seal and everything. Every um, baseball diamond. Yeah. So every, I mean, so there's got to be, you know, uh, something there that is behind the veil that is is not... And that's what the occult means. The occult it just means hidden. That is hidden some kind of yeah. hidden knowledge or, or hidden uh, stuff that these people all see themselves joined together and and uh, it's a big club and we're not in it. Maybe maybe <laughs> that whole ad- yeah, and maybe that whole adrenochrome thing is one portion of that occulted hidden knowledge, yeah. secret yeah. knowledge that maybe just got rationed out a little bit with a bunch of. Oh, RFK is going to be resurrected from the dead. He's yeah. going to come back and save the country. You know, you just yeah. put a little truth in with a little bullshit. Make yeah. a video. And yeah, there's levels him. to and it. Him. Yeah. Don John and Trump 2024. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Gentlemen, hey, this this has been outstanding. I, I appreciate your time. Uh, I want to have you guys let everybody know where they can find you. And, and thank you so much. This was a great conversation. We'll definitely yeah. have to do this again sometime. For sure. For sure. Sam, we'll, we'll start with you, brother. So I do my po- podcast uh, on uh, Tuesday night, and then um, it, it's usually up on Tuesday night and uh, most definitely up uh, Wednesday morning. And uh, you can visit my website. That's according to Sam with the number two dot com. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, all by doing the search for according to Sam with the number two. And um, you can follow me on on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, my handle there is according to with the number two underscore Sam. Oh, thank you, sir. And everybody go check out that show. You will not regret it. It is one of the base shows everybody should listen for for politics. That's for sure. So I second you do great that. work, my friend. Thank you. Andrew. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. It's been a long time, been a while. Uh, Ryan, loved your recent episode about the big five media companies. Uh, I think I shared that. I saw that you saw that. So 
Yeah, thanks, uh, man. Want to give you a shout out on that one. I really like that show. Matt, love your show. All your old world stuff is, dude, it's so fascinating. And uh, Sam, good to see you again, brother. I haven't talked to you in a while. And uh, maybe we'll meet back here on the Master Debaters. In the hey, future. what's your T-shirt, by the way? I can only see the top of it. Oh, we, that's beautiful. We are anonymous. <laughs> we are legion. Expect us. That's great. <laughs> Right, what do you it's got old. going on, my friends? Oh, just the same old stuff, man. Just uh, cranking out stuff that I find interesting. Going to get more into some of the weird stuff just because I've been staring at this, like, you know, secret society, government, corruption shit for too long. And you get cynical. I've been very cynical I lately. Agree. So, right. So I'm going to get into uh, some genie stuff, like some paranormal stuff. Yeah, dude, just for a little bit. If people don't like it, I'll go back to the uh, the dark shit, but... I like I like some of this fun stuff, man. Like this was a great conversation. First time meeting Sam, it was a great great pleasure to meet you, dude. And nice um, too. yeah, man, it was it was a fun chat. Andrew, always a pleasure, dude. You, I, I I like the the whole uh, vibe that you bring to a show, dude. And then Matt, every single week, it's a uh, it's a great time. So I appreciate uh, these Mondays; they're always a blast, man. What about you? What do you got going on? Uh, not a whole lot. I had, I took a week off for my son's birthday. So I'm just getting, this is the first time I'm getting back into it. We had birthday week last week and then his party yesterday. So I can finally breathe after dealing with that. So dealing with a a group of, what is it about 20 normal, very normal people and trying to, you know, navigate and not hurt anyone's feelings. And it's just like, I I, I don't do well. What's that? (laughs) I said, good luck. I know. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't socialize with with many people because it's like. So I see you wearing an Alabama hat. Did you watch San Diego State beat up Alabama last week? (laughs) Sam, I got my ass handed to me this weekend between Alabama and the UFC fights. Oh, I did. I was just awful, man. I are you able to bet now? What's that? Are you able to bet now? Yeah. Oh, dude, you got to You got to do the uh, picks with us, man, and see, uh, you know, with the UFC where you're going to go with those, man, because it's fun. Yeah, Yeah. no, I did it. I I just did. I did the two I was telling you about about uh, I went against Holly just because of the Russian and then she was terrible. As she's so bad, dude. And then (laughs) Tito got beat up pretty good, too. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you can bet Hey, uh, you know you can bet on WWE on DraftKings now, right? No, only two states. Oh, two states? That's it? Yeah. Oh I'm God. so disappointed because I saw that and I was like, yes, dude, I'm going to be rich. Because that's, we gotta, my, I was that's gonna my say bread we get, and butter, man. I got it on right now in the background. I was going to say, Matt, we got to do that pro wrestling episode where we talk about it. Cause oh, I'm you, in. You, I want to. I, I definitely. You know, I'm an old school wrestling. nerd with WWE and all that shit, too. I love all that yes, shit. Yes, we will definitely <laughs> do that. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. Everyone have a great night. Stay strong. All right, you too. Question everything. Uh, 